will also bring you exclusive Good evening, wrestling fans, and welcome to the Wrestle Talk Podcast. For the next two hours, we will bring you the latest pro wrestling news, in-depth analysis of all your favorite promotions from across the globe, and much, much more. We will also bring you exclusive interviews with the greatest professional wrestling personalities on the local, national, and international levels. If you want to follow the Wrestle Talk podcast, check us out online at www.wrestletalkpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. And now, it's time for the reigning, defending, undisputed leader in pro wrestling podcast, the Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 399 of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Roberts, sitting alongside me, as you can see on the screen, is Hardcore Hoss. Hoss, I got to tell you, how are you doing tonight at this wonderful, we're getting real close to the start of summer and, of course, to episode 400? Hey, I'm doing pretty good, you know. And, of course, this week's show is, you know, one more till number 300. I, and- 300. Uh, 400 I'm 400 sorry. you're gonna get remember those numbers right hoss you really yeah my, my mind's scattering here but uh yeah one more to number 400 yeah which is why we call tonight's show one more to go <laughs> that is true hoss how you been doing out there in the west virginia area how you been doing hey i've been doing pretty good you know i've just been waiting on tonight's show looking forwards to it you know two absolutely great guests you know and Demarcus Kane and Clay Jacobs, you know, two wonderful athletes. And they have actually uh, put on some pretty good matches together here recently. And uh, we just happened to get them both on in the same night. So it, it should be an interesting night and an interesting uh, interview, as well as, you know, of course, we'll, we'll get into it later. But Demarcus Kane being the same man to tase. Joe Lance, and I, I know that's one thing that big, sexy Chris Rodell just cannot wait to get into. Well, I can tell you right now, speaking of Chris Rodell, let's go ahead and bring him on in because he's had a ton of questions. He's got tons of knowledge on his mind tonight. Ro- uh, Chris Rodell, how are you doing tonight here in the beautiful St. Louis Lancer? Hot. Very, very hot. <laughs> As you can see, I'm making it a point. I've got a little bit of a, a, little bit of a, a grumpy mood here this evening. You were aware before you left this afternoon, before you left the office, that you didn't bother to turn the air conditioner up a couple degrees? No. I want I want ice cold when I come in in the morning. Oh, it's all hot. I know is it, it, it's quite cold in the office tonight, but one thing that's for certain. And, and thank you for uh, the welcome here tonight. we got the fans already chiming in here in the comments section as well. Larry Wolf's here. we got Christopher Miles is here. A lot of comments. Make sure to share the show tonight. We very much appreciate it. But I'm going to tell you right now. A cold, it's a cold night here in my office, but it's a great, it's going to be a hot night of action here. We got Clay Jacobs, we got Demarcus Kane going to be here on the program. And, and Chris, I got to ask you, Hardcore Hoss stumbled a little bit just a moment ago. What is next week? 400. Episode 400. We are, this is, the, this is the penultimate episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast as we hit 400. 
Chris. And yes, I just I I just have a word of the day calendar. So I, okay, I was making sure because that's that's bigger than words that I think that you and I, the two of us have ever used in conversation. So I just wanted to make sure that that was all there, guys. I got to tell you, it's going to be a great night again. Uh, we want to thank everybody who's viewing the program. And it seems like every week we get more and more viewers across the country and across the globe here. And yes, we're going to have to. I know Chris has been talking we're about. Gonna, we're going to talk long. about. We're going to talk about that with our guest, the kingpin, Demarcus Kane, later on. So maybe, maybe Joe won't be a coward. Maybe Joe will come out of the woodwork and and we'll talk to him. So, ooh, Chris, that's a, that's a bit much. But you know, guys, I mean, again, it's going to be a great show. We want to thank all of our viewers and make sure to share the program to all the listenership. Make sure to do it to your friends and your family because it's going to be a great program tonight. Before we get started, we do need to go ahead and thank our great sponsors who make sure that this program comes to you each and every week through social media and all other forms that we present to you each and every week. Royals Mills Transportation, a great transportation company here in the Kansas City area. Rathbun Engraving, remember you can get one of those great Russell Top Mod podcast mugs they are available nobleman barber lounge kc ask for pete the barber king kate arcade home many times to the wrestle talk uh watch parties uh everything combat with pete uh, pat militich and jeff wilson uh, jay hollywood a very good friend of the program me fiesta kc party rentals also interstate 70 sports medium we've got to give a shout out to our good friend jeremy carp hope he's feeling better and of course the world's premier fantasy wrestling group the fwwc we got a great show tonight gentlemen we're going to have a, a guest from the fwwc around nine o'clock or eight o'clock i'm thinking a little bit ahead of time here uh, a little bit after eight o'clock talk about this friday's upcoming challenge that's but okay you know, you're just thinking of my time zone yeah that's true i am thinking <laughs> of time. Can, can we can we put up can we put up that uh christopher miles comment from 705 what luke talking Hold about on. luke roberts 705. I got to go back and look at this talking about. Oh, dearest, dearest, dear, dearest Luke Roberts, you have some garbage in, on the front of your hoodie. Well, you know something? I wouldn't have had to wear this hoodie if Rodell would have turned up the thermostat. You could you, you could have picked so many other hoodies, I'm sure. So I'm in the yeah. office, Chris. I well, don't have a wardrobe in the office. Well, you should. <laughs> Well, like I said, we, we have to put that in the budget. But you know what, guys? We've got a lot of things here that we're going to talk about tonight. We've got a lot of action going on in the world of pro wrestling. What do you know? Nightmare Jones is in the house here tonight. Just see what, just see him uh, chiming in here. Taser, taser, taser. <laughs> right now, again, Sonny Money chiming in. He wants to see Hoss sing the national anthem. Good he Lord, no. Hold off for next week with episode 400. But you know, at this point in time, just like we do every week. We've got a lot of great things still to come. But before we get everything started, each and every Tuesday night, we want to go ahead and pay homage to the land that we all live in, that being America. So at this time, if we can go ahead, please remove your caps. As you can see here, we have our flags out. If you want to place your hand over your heart, as we pay homage to the greatest country in the world.
All right, ladies somewhere, and gentlemen. Somewhere, somewhere, Carp is having an aneurysm. Um, I don't know, man. But like I said, it's one of those we always want to make sure we pay our proper respect to the not only to the people here in the greatest country in the world, but also to our fighting men and women who protect us each and every day as we uh, have the opportunities that we do here in the United States. Now, gentlemen, I got to tell you right now, there's a lot of things that are happening in the world of pro wrestling, whether you're talking about the local, national, international level. I mean, we could talk about WWE. We could talk about AEW. We could talk about the changes that are taking place at New Japan. As we see here, um, we're looking at here, Larry Wolf talking about IEW this coming Saturday. There's a lot of promotions, a lot of news that's popped up here. And in order to get started with that, let's go ahead, and Hardcore Hoss, I know you've got it ready. Let's go ahead and throw it to our good friend, DJ Money, with tonight's introduction for the High Spot segment. My check, my check. Yeah! All right, all right. WrestleTalk Podcast. DJ Money. Ladies and gentlemen, and, and look, 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 can we can we take care of a couple of business, bits of business here? Uh, we already did IEW um, this Saturday. Uh, Sunny Money Mail put up that this weekend apparently CSW is going to be in action. Central States Wrestling in Overland Park, Kansas, and if I remember right, St. Louis Anarchy is having their two night Dingo Invitational tournament. If I'm if I remember right, uh, I'd say the, I've heard that. Biff Busick's going to be here, ACH, Jeremy Wyatt, uh, Billy McNeil, all, all the favorites of St. Louis Anarchy, so make sure that you check them out uh, and give, give them a follow. That is true. And like I said, also, we have just looking through the comments here, also having one half of the Lumberjacks is coming in to join us this evening. Wait, Hall of Fame Lumberjacks. Yeah, it is. The, the Midwest Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame member of the Lumberjacks joining us here on the program. And you can see Haas has the Lumberjacks for Life shirt up. Right behind it's true. It seems like every t- every week we see Hardcore Hoss, he's got more and more wrestling stuff sh- uh, on display in his in his studio. And I got to tell you guys, it's really cool to see all, even though we're all across the country seeing a lot of great wrestling memorabilia. But you know something, guys? I'm going to go ahead here and let's go ahead and get the wheels turning. And Hardcore Hoss, I'm going to let you know, right before we bring our first guest on here, I'm going to have some big news. Oh. I know we've got the breaking news sounder set up, but I was okayed when we had our meeting earlier today that Chris couldn't make because he was working on other process or other things he needed to get done, I should say. We are going to have a big announcement right about 7.30. So we're going to go ahead and uh, kind of let you know about that before we bring on our first guest this evening. So, so are we going to do, do a randomizer for the uh, high spot segment? Just whatever, I think so. whatever. We'll let we'll let Hoss spin the wheel, and we'll 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 talk about whatever comes up. That is true. That no is one true. no one needs a snitch shirt. Um, wait a minute, you're wait a minute, Chris. Remember, who you're talking about here. You got hardcore Hoss, and you've got the snitches number one fan, Joe Lance, who already has, from my understanding, a snitch shirt as well. But he would always love to have another one. So. 
Uh, Hardcore Hoss, be so kind. Would you go ahead and kind of hit that randomizer? We had a real good discussion uh, earlier this week about the questions we would have for the high spot segment. And let's see what Hardcore Hoss is able to bring up for us first this evening. Ooh. Ooh. What are your thoughts? Yeah, because this is something that came up uh, after after the show, obviously, because AEW Dynamite is on Wednesdays and we do our show on Tuesdays. They introduce the All-Atlantic title, um, and they're having a tournament with uh, Buddy Murphy and Pac was last week, and apparently Miro is going to wrestle somebody, uh, Ethan Page from Canada this week. Um. And there, there's two New Japan guys are going to be in it or ha- going to have a match or already had a match. And then there's another match, and I can't think of it off the top of my head. But uh, the belt looks nice. Mm-hmm. There was some people kind of questioning it because of Japan isn't necessarily in the Atlantic Ocean, you know. But, we'll, I mean, we'll go with it. But wh- my thought is, I guess it's okay. I mean, do we need another title in AEW? I don't know. You have enough guy. You have enough guys to to go after it. So, I mean, well, Chris, I got to look at it this way. I'm going to look at it from a kind of a different perspective. When you look at the women's division, you have the women's championship, and you have the TBS championship. I could see AEW adding a women's tag title. I could see that. You see in the women's division, you got the, T- the the women's championship and the TNT or the TBS championship. In the men's division, you have the world championship and the TNT championship. Now, do I see a reason why including an all, uh, all Atlantic championship? Yeah, I do. But the question is, is the idea of where, and, and I totally get where you're going with that, uh, Christopher, and thanks for bringing up that comment, by the way. My concern is this. Is, is this going to be a championship that would be defended on both Rampage and Dynamite? Probably. Is this going to be something that's going to be defended just on one show? Is this going to be something that's going to be defended on pay-per-views only? To me, I'm a little concerned. I mean, again, I get where, where some of our listeners have already commented about this. But to me, I don't know putting the All-Atlantic label... I don't know. I mean, would it be something more like a European championship like the WWF used to have or uh, like, the w, uh, like the WWF had when they had a North American championship? I, I personally think that this is probably their answer to the Intercontinental Championship that, you know, it's their second. It's going to be it's going to be their secondary belt. The TNT championship should only be defended on TNT. The TBS championship should probably only be defended on when they're on TBS or pay-per-view, obviously pay-per-views, because you can kind of count those as like TV titles. But uh, well, wait, wait a minute here. I, I, I'm a little I'm a little confused, though, in the idea of where if you're going to have a championship. It's almost like if it's going to be defended on both programs, what's is the TNT championship basically chopped liver? Well, I mean, it, it's the TNT championship. It's the title that should be defended on TNT, which I guess would be which would be rampage or pay per views because you know the TV the TV title got defended on pay per views for WCW when they had it. So yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I well, I think it's a good idea. I mean, the belt looks beautiful. That's one thing I have to agree with AEW. They have a lot of great championships that have been presented. Um, but to me, I look at it from a point of view. 
I, I don't think they gave us enough information yet behind the Yeah, I, it was just kind of something that just – they just got done with the Owen tournament, and now they throw this – they just kind of just threw it in there. It was, like, not even, like, explained. Like, there was no weeks weeks uh, of promotion for it. It's just, hey, we're going to have a tournament for a t- new title. Okay. Um, everyone was expecting the trio uh, it to be a trios title because apparently they've already have the trios belts made. So – I mean, well, let's look at it this way, Chris. Chris, let's go ahead and throw it to Hardcore Haas on this one because there's a lot of different discussions that could be had on this. Haas, what are your thoughts about AEW adding the All Atlantic Championship? You know, uh, as long as they've got the people to go for it, but you, then again, you don't want to oversaturate with championships either. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that's something you, that WWE has wanna... done, and a lot of companies do. You don't want you don't want it to become a Oprah type thing. You get a belt. You get a belt. You get a belt. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I, I uh, agree with you, Austin. It's it's something you have to really, really weigh out and see. Do you have enough people that you know it's not going to become that everybody has belts? It's just. And I I could agree with you completely, Haas. I mean it's it's one of those things. I think we were left with more questions than answers, and we're already seeing people putting messages out here in the chat talking about too many belts. And again, Sonny Money kind of put a, a giant bow on it. Between what's in AEW and ROH, there's way too many titles. I don't know. But like I said, only time will tell. I mean, again, they seem like they they have an idea and they're, they're going to make it work to the best of their ability. And I'm, I'm waiting to see what's up with it. So AEW, keep your eyes on it. Also, as a reminder, for those of you in the St. Louis area, Road Rager, I believe, is tomorrow night at the Chaffetz Arena. You need to make your way out there if you get the opportunity. I believe there's a hair versus hair match. I believe, I believe, if I remember right, there was a high spots question we put in our when we were, did our meeting. So we're talking about Road Rager. You might as well bring that bring that one up, Paul. While we're, well, while, might as well let's stick on AEW for right now. Okay, well, let's um, go ahead and pull that other AEW question up. I was hoping we could use the randomizer, but that's okay. Uh, we're waiting right here to see if we can bring up the question because. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't remember what the wording of the question. I was. believe it was just what are your th- I believe it was just what are your thoughts, and I'm and, and just so happens I happen to be looking at the uh, card right now. Um, the and I guess I guess this is going to be one of those times of we're uh, gonna because it was originally supposed to be a triple threat match, a triple threat ladder match between the Young Bucks, the Hardys, and uh, Jurassic Express. Mm-hmm. Obviously, with Jeff Hardy, who has been suspended by suspended without pay from AEW, um, so we can get the help that he, that that hopefully that he'll need. Uh, I, I those demons are those demons are real and deep. I I understand, um, but now it's just going to be the Bucks against the uh, Jurassic Express. They just added uh, Dax Harwood of FTR versus Will Ospreay. Oh wow, Chris! That that right there to me would be uh, a, a huge deal here, and, and we're gonna come back to that question here in just a second, Haas. Uh, Chris, let's go ahead and run down that lineup real quick. Yeah, too. it's a uh, hair versus hair. Chris Jericho versus Ortiz, uh, Tony Storm versus Britt Baker. We got Wardlow versus the Plaintiffs, which are the AEW security guys. Um, I'm sure we're gonna see some people that me and Luke and everyone recognized and probably friends of the wrestle talk podcast and in the all Atlantic championship qualifying match, it's going to be Miro versus Ethan page. All ego, Ethan page. 
Yeah, and again, it sounds like it's going to be a great program tomorrow night. Make sure to check it out on, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, on the, on your local cable system. And again, we're getting a lot of comments about the uh, Jeff Hardy situation, and we're going to be talking about that here in a little bit. But, Haas, can you bring up that other question about AEW real quick? It wasn't necessarily about Road Rager, and that's what I was thinking from our discussion earlier on. But the question was revolving around the idea, as we know, uh, CM Punk recently having to have surgery Oh, uh, we're going to talk about the interim title. Yeah, for a broken foot, I believe is what they said it was. And the question that we brought up here in Hardcore Hoss is taking care of that for us. What are your thoughts? And Chris, I'm going to throw this out to you as he's bringing up the question. What are your thoughts about the idea of interim world champions? I think the interim title thing is stupid. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's stupid. I hate it. Why, what, what does it matter? I mean... The WWE doesn't do interim championships. Finn Balor got hurt, um, got hurt with, with the, for the first Universal title versus Seth Rollins. They made him give up his title. There, there was another. There was another title. So well, you know, you know something, Chris. Here's my view on it. If you would have told me ten years ago, I am a lot like you in agreeing the idea that the when you're the world champion, you're supposed to defend your championship within a contractually specified number of days. Some champions are 30 days. Some champions are 60 days. Some champions even go as far as 90 days. Usually by that point in time, if someone can't defend a championship, then it usually falls on the championship committee or those that are in charge of the promotion to make a decision. Now, do I – well, hold on. Do we do I agree with where Tony Khan is going with this? No, but there's two things that kind of make me second guess myself. One is the idea of where CM Punk breaks his foot, more or less winning the title. I mean, it's literally like he wins the championship and less than a week later, he has to get his foot operated on. That's one thing. I mean, it's totally outside of the control and number two, and this is going to be kind of bridging a, a gap here and hopefully we can have some of our, uh, Russell Talk po- uh, podcast family who know about the world of mixed martial arts as well is the idea of the UFC naming interim champions and the world of boxing naming interim champions. Do I think it's right? Not really. I think it's one of those, if you can't defend your championship in the appropriate amount of time, then you should be forced to surrender the championship. But other, another avenue with what you're looking at here, you've got CM Punk breaks his foot. The powers that be, the executives say, heal up, and when we're back there, we'll kind of merge the two championships. Look at Matt Cardona. Tears his bicep. Once they know he's going to have surgery, he has to surrender the NWA world title. Also, a shout-out, Trevor Murdoch, two-time NWA world heavyweight champion, by the way. Um, To me, I don't like it, but I think it's a trend we're going to see more and more in the months and years to come. Um, Hardcore Boss, what, what are your thoughts here? This is definitely not a, I would almost say not a traditional wrestling topic. Yeah, uh, you know, I have always seen in the past where if you can't fulfill your obligation for whatever reason, or you can't defend the title the way it's supposed to be defended, you, you forfeit it. And you know, that, that's the way it's always been, and I can't see saying, okay, you are the interim champion, and then when when you come back, you'll fight the person who holds the championship while you're gone and see if they can retain it or not. And I don't, if, if, you still, I, give them a, if you want to give them a chance when they come back, give them a chance. That That's fine. But 
interim champion? No, they're, they're the champion. And I still don't understand why they did an interim champion for uh, um, Cody Rhodes whenever he was the TNT champion. Not quite sure why they did an interim champion for Deanna Perrazzo when she was Ring of Honor Women's Champion. I don't know if there was a if there was maybe a contract issue or maybe a maybe some kind of a I, I don't know. But uh, when that's when they gave Mercedes Martinez the interim championship. Uh, I don't. Know, I just. I don't like the. I don't like the interim championship thing because, I mean, if CM Punk really can't wrestle, have him give up the title. Do do the turn. Do a tournament or a battle. However you want to do it. How, however you want to do it, and give Punk his shot. Give Punk a shot when he when he first comes back. I mean, because it's a title he never lost. So exactly. Well, well, here's a couple things to look at too, Jim. Number one, in the reference to Deanna Perazzo, I believe it was because at the time was that ROH had still not been purchased by AEW, and at the time, I believe they were kind of that that I don't want to I don't like using the term, but the forbidden door idea of where I think the wrestlers were still going to impact wrestling as well at the time, and it was one of those where the the contracts because it was different companies. The other thing that kind of makes kind of kind of grates me a little bit. Is and I understand the reason why, but John Moxley gets an automatic push to a final situation. Well, I mean, he didn't. He didn't get an automatic. He got a chance. He had to face the winner of the battle royal. I mean, so he had to yeah. fight. He had to fight for it. But yeah, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. I'm I'm gonna actually kind of show a little bit of a definitive here, and I'm gonna tell you right now, I give a very big shout out to Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, Kyle. Win that battle, winning that battle royal to get that spot. But a Kyle Riley, a Kyle O'Reilly at 50% after going through all that stuff that was there is not going to defeat John Moxley at 100%. And to me, I look at it from a perspective, give him a week, let him heal up, let him get prepared, let him get ready for the task at hand. Don't just give him like 45 minutes and expect him to go out there and fight the man who AEW says right now is the number one contender. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, he, he did have the credentials and there, but I, I really am kind of scratching my head on this one. But again, I think it's one of those things of where only time's going to tell. I honestly, I think we would all agree that it's not what we feel would be the best thing for wrestling. But it seems like it's happening more and more as the days and weeks go by. Um, let's go ahead real quick here. We're going to have our first guest on in just about five minutes or so. Let's go ahead and throw one question up here real quick. And then we're going to move on to the breaking news. So, uh, Hardcore Hoss, would you go ahead and hit the randomizer? we got one more question to pop up here tonight as a part of the High Spot segment right here on Russell, on the Talk podcast. Asad, welcome to the program here this evening. And I also agree a lot of people are talking about, uh, again, based on everything that's going on, you've got wrestlers like MJF who wasn't even allowed to be in the in in the, the contest to get it. Another great question brought forward is that why put the unified title on Roman Reigns and not have him at Hell in the Cell or Money in the Bank? Uh, Harker Voss, let's throw this to you first. You know, honestly, um, you know, that goes right along with you know, not being able to defend the title. Um, if you can't defend the title, why leave it on the person? Uh, I know he is making a lot of money for the company. And, 
I guess that's why they don't want to take it off of him. You know, they don't want to lose that money. But uh, I can't see having your top title staying out of both of your uh, pay-per-views or premium events, as I believe they're calling them now. Premium live events, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I can't see that. But Well, I'm going to throw it out here in a different perspective. And many wrestling fans have been saying this for a while, that the United States and the Intercontinental title have been pushed into the background. I believe I believe I saw where the Intercontinental Championship has not been defended on the last six pay-per-view premium live events, right. I believe. And I look at it from the perspective of this gives an opportunity. And I mean, again, it's not necessarily where the way I want to go with this, but I'm going to play the, the other side of the coin here. It gives you a chance to showcase the Intercontinental and the United States title, two titles that we all grew up recognizing as that was the number one contender to the world championship, depending on what company you were with at the time. Give those wrestlers the opportunity. Now, if they want to make Roman Reigns have this premium live event, big four pay-per-view mentality to defend the world title, that's fine. If you look at it too, they're having him defend it this Friday night on SmackDown against Riddle. And he I mean, has a belt. And, and, and apparently, I saw something from a website. I believe it was called Russell Votes or something like that. That they said that they gave the, they gave the they unified the titles and gave them to Roman so he could be on both shows. He very rarely shows up on Raw, so. And, and that's one of the things when you sit here and they got a lot of people talking about it. It was immediately the number one contender. But right now, one that really strikes me, Chris, I think you're going to find this very, I'll actually cost you too, is the idea. I go back to the situation between the Miz and at the time, Daniel Bryan. The Miz made that Intercontinental Championship mm-hmm. relevant. And I think this is an, an attempt to make it relevant. And I agree. I agree with a lot of people's uh, messages here in the chat tonight. And thank you for sharing those. We want you to keep sharing those all night long. But right now, as I see, I mean, I look at it. Do I think a champion should only wrestle half a dozen times a year? No. But when it comes down to it, they are the champion. They have that opportunity that everybody else is going to have the situation of where this is the top prize. And if you want the top prize, you want to be on the main stage you're going to have a situation where you got to take care of things on that main level. And as you see here, the WWUS championship had more wrestlers competing for it during the Monday night wars. And that's true. And I agree with you hundred percent, Asad. It's not, it's not necessarily of, of people competing for it. I mean, I will admit the WWE does not have a very strong, deep top level right now for some reason. I don't know why all of a sudden, um, I mean, we got Roman, and it just seems like Roman and everybody else. It's there's no there's no tier, you know. You have Roman, and, and yes, right now you have Cody and Seth right there, but Cody's injured, so you you still got Seth kind of on that top tier. But what you have Riddle as your next person, um, Riddle and Randy Orton. I just, I mean, well, Riddle, Randy, and you Orton, know, Riddle's not gonna, Drew Riddle's Mac- not going to beat him, so. Well, well, like I said, um, we, we want to thank everybody for taking part in tonight's high spot segment. Make sure to share it on, uh, share it with everybody. And again, I agree with the comment here. He doesn't have to be on every live show, but he should be required to defend at every pay per view. 
that would be a little a little more sensible. Now, at this point, I told you we were going to have a big announcement here at 730. At 733, I believe our first guest is waiting for us. Hardcore Hoss, would you be so kind? I have been waiting for like two weeks to make this announcement. So can you go ahead and hit the uh, breaking news? All right, ladies and gentlemen, as many of you are well aware, next week is going to be a landmark show in the history of the Wrestle Talk podcast, being episode 400. And in honor of such a historic show in the history of the Wrestle Talk podcast, all of your wonderful staff at the Wrestle Talk podcast made the decision, and we can now officially say that next week, right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, we will be having a special three hour show. That's right, we will be having three hours of the Wrestle Talk podcast next week. We're going to be all in the house. We're all going to be celebrating episode 400. And I will tell you right now, the guests that we're going to be able to announce, make sure to follow us on social media, because I'm going to tell you right now, the guests we're going to announce for episode 400. You know, when we have these big episodes, we do not disappoint. And I'm going to tell you right now, we've already got two recognizable faces of the world of professional wrestling. And right now we're still waiting for a few other things to kind of fall into place. But as it stands right now, episode 400 next week, right here from seven to 10 for those that are in the central time zone, it's eight to 11 on the East coast. Make it a point to check out Russell talk podcast for a big episode 400. Also as a reminder, it'd be six to nine in the mountain time zone and five to eight on the Pacific coast. But again, next week, episode 400 of the Russell talk podcast, will be three hours long. You're going to be seeing all your faces right here on the Wrestle Talk podcast. Get your, get your coffee ready, Sonny. We're going to need you next week. I just want to know how many cups of coffee Sonny's going to drink in three hours. Oh, God. I mean, that's one of the things. He didn't even realize. When we had our meeting. He didn't realize how many cups of coffee he actually had last week. <laughs> but that's okay. We'll, we'll get things taken care of and ready to go. we got a couple people making some suggestions. And I'm going to tell you right now, we got a lot of big things coming up. Speaking of big things coming up, uh, Hardcore Hoss is our first guest in the uh, green room. Yes, he is. He's been back there for about uh, 10, 15 minutes now and waiting patiently. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and get things started. Now, Hardcore Hoss, I know you know a lot about our first guest. You know a lot about our second guest, too. What I want to do is this. Do you want to go ahead and introduce our first guest tonight? I mean, you, you have a lot of knowledge about this, man. All right. Well, this man is a multi-time champion. He has been around for a good while now. Uh, you know, he has gone by a couple different names. He's been uh, Cousin Clay. He's now going by uh, Clay Jacobs. He is, as I say, the one, the only Mr. Clay Jacobs. Hello, hello. How's everybody? We're doing wonderful, Clay. We got some intro music for you here tonight. Go ahead, play it for me. Let me hear, let me hear. Yeah. All right. Well, like I say, right now we're here on the Russell Talk Podcast. We've been joined by formerly, I guess, formerly known as Cousin Clay, now known as Clay Jacobs. Clay, how are you doing this evening? I am phenomenal. How's everybody here? I've been watching for a little while, but I just kind of. Joined about 10 minutes ago, but 
Well, I can tell you right now, in the, in, the, in the Midwest, there's only one word. Hot. Hot. Very, very hot. It's like it's on like 100 degrees. It was 100 degrees today, and it's going to be 100 degrees tomorrow and probably 100 degrees on Wednesday. So I, 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 I'm fat. I don't deal with the heat very well. So, uh. well, like I said, first of all, I want to thank you for coming on the program here this evening. I mean, again, of course. The opportunity to uh, showcase a lot of local wrestlers, a lot of wrestlers throughout this country. Uh, first thing I want to throw out there is um, when I was doing my research, I noticed that you uh, did some training several years ago to get into the world of professional wrestling. We're going to talk about that in a second. But growing up as a youngster, before you even stepped inside the, the fame squared circle, what drew you to professional wrestling? Oh, geez. Well, let's see. Where do I begin? Uh, my earliest memory, probably around four or five. You know, Kane's debut in WWF, Hell in the Cell. He ripped the hinges off the door, you know, all that craziness that went down, the pyro, Paul Bear, perfect storytelling. Then we have these guys called the Hardy Boys. I know everybody knows who they are. Um, I was probably about eight or nine doing swantons onto my brother <laughs> in our bedroom, you know, doing all the crazy stuff, jumping off stuff. Oh, um, but no, it was just, the um, the out of body experience, you know, all of us as wrestling fans, as me as a current worker, um, that you get when you watch two men just clashing for this unreal, like athletic theater, I guess you can call it. Um, and then you know, high school came around. I kind of fell off it for a little while, but I came back and then rewatched old Mick Foley matches because I have a lot of my influence from Mick Foley, John Moxley. You can name it, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's always been there. My parents were wrestling fans. My grandparents were wrestling fans, you know, Hulk Hogan in the 80s and everything. So I've always grown up around it, at least watching it. Um, and then I started going to a lot of independent shows and went to WWF live events. And here we are today. And well, I got to tell you right now, you, you you echo a lot of the same story that I can remember. I mean, I actually was, like you said, you watching the match with Kane. I was actually in attendance that night. I was too. And when, and when you when you hear, when you saw, you saw the lights the lights come down, the red lights come on, that pyro, it just made the the hairs on your arms stand up. And I mean, it was definitely one of those moments. I I would be remiss too. I mean, you talked about those kinds of things. Um, we're gonna go ahead and make the move to going into the world of professional wrestling. I know you've got several years experience. Um, can you talk about making that transition from being somebody watching it and enjoying it, then going to your local events to actually getting in a ring and training for your professional debut? Yeah, of course. Uh, watching it, you know, behind the guardrail. It's nothing. I don't, if you love WWE, AEW, TNA, if you love all that, I recommend going to a live show, whether it be a, your local show or help buying a ticket to, you know, the top companies because nothing beats the atmosphere of a wrestling event. Uh, it's just, it's unreal. Um, so watching it on TV, you get this euphoria, you know, you, everybody loves it, but it's not as real as like I was talking about being there and, you know, meeting the stars and just watching it up close and personal. So I was going to live events for a, a of a very long time before I um, originally found out a wrestling school that I could go to. Um, so 
it was back in 2015. I went to uh, a show uh, in Primal Conflict Wrestling uh, that, that used to run up in um, Harper's Ferry, and I got recommended to uh, for MCW Pro Wrestling and on uh, Joppa, and uh, went there. I had my meeting, and then I I was the, did all the talking, the back stuff, and all of that. And I went to my first class, and it was like a dream come true. Just just being there and you know what you're about to do um and honestly from there on you train and everything that you watched live now becomes a part of you 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 start you walking through the curtains for like training and stuff like that and everything just feels like a movie at least that was my experience when i had it because i've always watched these you know superhuman characters and men and women walk through the aisles being closed, you know, come on, tie my hand, everything like that. And now you're one of them. So that was, I don't know, it's, it's really hard to explain, like, in words. But um, it was just an overwhelming feeling, if that makes sense. I've heard I've heard from a lot of wrestlers that they always remember their first day of training and the first time they ever took a back bump. Uh, mm-hmm. What were what were your thoughts after you took that first back bump? Did you did you did, you, did, did, did your soul leave you? Did <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you, um, it, it was a, a while before I took my first uh, back bump. It was you know. We learned the very from the, the smallest little things all the way up to the back bumps and then, then on. Um, well, let's just say my back was already hurting for that, that, that particular practice. And when I took my first back bump, it just you ever fell and then you hit your back and not breathe out and you just had let out this. Yeah, yeah. That, was my, that was my that was my first experience. And then. Um, after that, you, you know, it starts to become second nature. But that was my my first back bump was, oh heavens, oh that's all that's, that's how I remember it. And, and now you're probably in real life if you're fall if you you're like, man, if I fall off a ladder, I'm gonna I'm just gonna bump this I'm just gonna bump this shit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, like I said, like I said, it is second nature after you've done it for so long that even you know it it could be in a general situation of you accidentally slipping on that last step, you know going down the stairs and you immediately just do everything you're taught to do. It's just, it's just here. It's now ingrained. And, and Luke, Luke was a trained wrestler, uh, trained wrestler back when he was young too, when, when he first started. So I'm sure he has a story about his first bump. His, <laughs> I, his first bump, his first chop he ever took, you know? Um, oh yeah. Oh man. I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you that I, I don't know how many times I shared this. I mean, I'm was nowhere near the size I am now when I first started wrestling. I would say honestly, I'm about half the size I am. Now. I was say, when, Luke, when Luke was actually a, a competitive wrestler, he was like maybe 160 pounds soaking wet. Maybe if Chris, you're, you're being you're being nice to <laughs> 60. But I remember my first my first match, not not my first training match, my first match. I tied I tied up with the guy. I had the collar and elbow lock up. I was ready to go. First thing I remember was getting picked up, carried completely around the ring. And gorilla press to the mat, and when exactly what you said, Clay, happened right then. Mm-hmm. I hit the mat, and I like I made the world's worst decision. <laughs> that was only for about twelve to fifteen seconds. You got back up? No, I got picked up by my hair, taken into a corner, and I had a man who had a catcher's mitt for a hand, chop me so hard 
I thought I was going to go through the turnbuckles, through the post, and maybe I would have been a puddle of goo outside the ring. <laughs> and and again, it's one of those where, in, in honesty, like you said, when you go in there and you see all these wrestlers who have been through these 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 wars, and I I, I just it just we can't put it to words that feeling that you have when you come through the curtain and you realize that you're now the centerpiece, you're the showcase, you're the one bringing that athletic ability inside the ring and. Uh, I want to thank you for sharing that, Clay. Now, I do want to throw one more one more little thing out here, and I'm going to go ahead and send things over to my broadcast colleagues here this evening. I don't normally want to talk about this, but um, I was doing my research, and you talked about injuries. Now, oh. as Chris knows, I've had several throughout my career. I remember one where I had to eat Thanksgiving dinner basically laying in my bed because I couldn't move. Um, I've rolled my ankles and my knees so many times. I've had a couple concussions here and there, mm -hmm. but, um, you talked about one that really made you kind of second guess was wrestling right for you. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that? Of course. I'm a, that's one thing about me is I'm an open book, especially, you know, about injuries and stuff like that. Cause I'd rather tell people about it so they don't make the same mistakes I made. That's how I look at it. Um, so the particular injury that, uh, you may have heard about and talked about is uh, one of the the worst I've had and one of the ones that I thought was actually a career ender for me, uh, just mentally and physically, because I just could, I, I couldn't grasp my thoughts around it, my head around it, anything like that. But I was in a particular battle royal one night. Everything was going good. Um, uh, it, was, it was your routine, you know, go out the back, you know, uh, get knocked out. And... Um, I placed my hand down and it was all, it was all on me. I don't blame anybody that was involved. I just want to put that out there. That is, is, is my particular um, accident with my, my hand, my hand slipped, my chest actually hit the apron of the, uh, the ring. And cause I was again heavier then. So I had more momentum to sling myself back. So instead before I was able to tuck the head and do the whole instinct, um, my head actually, missed to the mats that were placed down on the ground and my back of my uh, skull bounced off of concrete. Oh, uh, it put Lord. me out. It put me out for what I thought was like a couple seconds, but in turn, uh, I had a couple friends in the front row and then my mother, my mom was there and, um, we had a ref come up and he used my, uh, my shoot name instead mm -hmm. of, you know, a work name. Um, mm -hmm. and all I remember is him saying, do you need help to the back? I said, no, let me walk back. I walked to the back. I remember getting to the back. Um, after that, all I remember is RJ Meyer, uh, who was my, was my trainer, um, said, kid, are you okay? And I, I'm assuming I said yes, because I walked around. And I, all I remember after that is I sat down in my chair next to my bag, and I remember putting my, my face in my hands like that. After that, about from September of 20. 16 to, I want to say February, March. I don't remember very much. Wow. Um, and um, the, this is when the whole where I try to talk about concussions and stuff come in because I played senior football stuff in high school and uh, was a wrestler then. You know, I obviously have those minor concussions and, you know, safety protocols, all that good stuff. But me being young and not wanting to leave 
this this whole dream that I had for years and years and years and years. Um, I got the slight okay from my doctor, and I started working again within three months. Which that came the other illnesses I was throw I was throwing up almost every night after working out. I was, you know, trying to work out, and I'd randomly pass out. I'd randomly have a you know all this crazy stuff, and then in 2017 around. August, I chose to walk away for a little while just to collect myself and to try to be healthy. And then those three years or so after that was really challenging with, you know, you have post-concussion syndrome with the depression and everything like that. I didn't know if I was, you know, going to make it out of those three years. And that's just me being an open book to everybody. Um, it sounds like you kind of had like the whole CM Punk thing going on whenever he was dealing with that those concussion issues that he was he he would he I believe he said on the podcast he was either throwing up or he was th- dry heaving because there was nothing on his stomach. So oh yeah, there, it was it, it was a wild experience that I'd never wish upon my worst enemy. Like that is something because you just don't want to get out of bed at all. Well, I, I totally understand, Clay. I mean, again, I, I look at it even from being a past wrestler and referee. I had one night, and Chris and I have talked about this on several occasions. I had a wrestler manage to pull me in the way, and I wound up taking the side of a knee brace to my temple. And you hear the stories about how some people get knocked cold. Some people, it sounds like everything's like, in a, like you're in water. Mine yep. sounded like everything was like the teacher from Peanuts. And mine was for about, I want to say about six weeks. And it made me second guess even being a referee. And I I, I really thank you for being as open as you are, because I mean, wrestling is not ballet. It's a contact sport. And when you have these things take place, I mean, it really makes you question exactly what you're doing inside the squared circle. And is is it the right thing for you? And, And we've all mentioned it. It's our love for what we do inside the ropes as to why many times we just keep going through it and we do the best we can. Now, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over here to my broadcast colleagues, uh, Chris Rodell and Hardcore Hoss. I know they've got a couple questions to uh, ask you as well. Again, once again, we're with Clay Jacobs right here on episode 399 of the Russell Talk podcast. Uh, Chris, do you want to go ahead and take it over? I'm actually going to go ahead and defer my questions. I'm going to uh, give my some of my time to uh, – Hardcore Hoss, because uh, I know he's a big big fan of uh, WDWA up in the uh, Virginia area. Um, so he knows he knows a lot about what's going on with uh, Clay Jacobs in the ring right there. So, Hoss, uh, go ahead and take it away. All right. Thank you there, uh, Chris. And, you know, WDWA is actually out of the uh, Martinsburg, West Virginia area. West but, Virginia. You know, that's Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Everybody confuses Virginia and West Virginia. It's like they all say, I'm from West Virginia and I'm from Virginia. And, you know, but anyway, you're in the mid Atlantic um, region. <laughs> but um, I, I know Clay has been in some crazy programs lately, and he, he's had a lot of good matches and a lot of good promos. And, uh, you know, recently he went against another member of the Wrestle Talk family, uh, ISP, mm-hmm. and you know they they put on a heck of a program together, and uh, anything goes match. You know, and 
fans got to bring the weapons in and everything. And uh, you put on some really good uh, promos in that. And you even started calling each other by your, uh, by your real names rather than your stage names. And so I know you've done a lot more programs than that. Who has, uh, what has been your most favorite program that you've done in your career? Oh, in the career. Let's see. So recently, um, Honestly, for I, I'm just going to go with my uh, my singles run that I have going right now uh, because I've done more recently like storytelling and the promos and the crazy uh, crazy stuff recently, and I, I'm really starting to love my singles work. But you know, I have some stuff coming down the line that I won't share right now. But you know, that's a little teaser teaser for you. Um, ISP. Right now, me and ISP, we, uh, I'll, I'll just put it into terms as we went. We, we, we went, um, and it was, just, it was just connect, it was a connection emotionally with the business. Um, obviously being able to take a major beating in the ring, um, in and out of the ring, uh, no, it would have to be me and ISP for a first, but close second would be actually uh, with uh, your uh, other guest tonight would have to be my second uh, favorite program so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, tape fist match that you had with him the other week, that that was a pretty good match there. Yeah, yeah he and, hits really uh, hard, and I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he still feels some of mine, but you know, let's just say he hits hard. <laughs> so, and, and out of out of everybody that you could possibly face, who who would you like to face, and why? Oh, is this just uh, just in general, or is this who I used yeah, to just, work just with? in general? Woo, John Moxley. Uh, I've I've been a huge Mox fan since his days in the Combat Zone. Um, and just the fact that a lot of my style, I, and I would obviously say Mick Foley as well, if he was still working, I would love to go up against Mick Foley. I just that that off the wall style that it's not for everybody, but if you do it right, oh, geez, oh, like I, I fell in love with it. And I know for a fact that, it, you know, eventually down the line, if I do have the opportunity to work with Mox, um, I have. A good feeling I'll walk home sore, but I, it's just one of those things where I'm. It's a bucket I'm list thing. That is a bucket. That is like top bucket list. If I'm able to wrestle John Moxley, then whoo, I've made it in my mind. And then also Okada. Okada's another one. Wow. I, I'm a big strong style fan. I like you know throwing hands, so to speak, in the ring, and you know being just stuff that makes you question. All right. Are we actually about to have to call the cops, or are we, is this still a part of the show? That's what I—that's what I like in a wrestling match for me. Well, I got to tell you right now, I'm gonna—I'm gonna take a, a, another little question. You talk about matches like tape fist matches and and mm -hmm. wrestlers you want to compete with. Is there a particular type of match that you haven't competed in that you'd like to? I know a lot of wrestlers would be the idea of 
they want to wrestle in leather strap matches or they want to wrestle inside a steel cage. I've actually had the opportunity in my career to be involved in a barbed wire match, not me personally, Mm -hmm. but is there any particular type of match before your career is done that you would want to say that you've been a part of? Oh, let's see. Let me, let me try to dig deep in the vaults here. Um, I've had the anything goes match, which got a little bloody. Um, but again, I also, when I think about this now, if this was me back before my injury, oh, I would say so many different choices. But now that I'm trying to work, you know, safer and not as still crazy, but not as as crazy as I used to work. Um, I would have to say the uh, good old Iron Man match, a sixty minute, a sixty minute hour long Iron Man match. It's a physically, you know, exhausting and testing to your ability. But I just want to see in my eyes if I'm ready to, to, to work guys like Okada, Chris Jericho, Moxley to put on those crazy long matches that actually have a story behind them that makes sense. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, surprisingly, it would be a 16, like a, a good, a long Iron Man match because um, I've done a lot of other crazy stuff already. So that's just one thing I feel like I could put on a good program with somebody and go. So, so I would be I would be remiss if we didn't ask about uh, a fellow Wrestle Talk podcast uh, OG Joe re- referee uh, Joe Lance. Uh, what are your thoughts on Joe Lance? <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I like Joe. He's he's a little off the wall, but I like I like him. He's got a a big thing with me is personality for a person, uh, and he's just got this like. You never know what he's going to do next type of personality, at least in my, my eyes, meeting him. Um, you know, I've shared many a locker rooms with him. Uh, I've had no issue. I, I, like, I like Joe Lance. I like him. Okay. Even though his, even though his, his, his reffing character kind of annoys me every now and again because I'm usually in his matches. But, hey, other than that, we're pretty, we're pretty all right. We're good. Yeah. As long as you're not wrestling the Russians, you might be all right. Because oh, right. yeah, you know, <laughs> apparently Hostler had known everybody that uh, he came out during the Russian national was wearing the Russians T-shirt and I yeah. uh, I I don't know I mean no wonder Demarcus uh, taste back, back <laughs> which day, he's so. been suspended for the next show by the way well, maybe well, I'll drag I, him out next show well, maybe, <laughs> wait wait what, what, who's who's been suspended for the last for the next show Joe. Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting. But anyway, oh, I do have one uh, a serious question. What is the best piece of advice that you've been given in the wrestling business from a veteran, a, vet, a veteran of the business? Just something, something that sticks with you, and something that you can pass down to the newer generation. Uh, it would have to be from my uh, my trainer RJ. Uh, I was starting to get on shows, and we were at a. Uh, a training, we were doing like little training matches and stuff. And he pulled me aside and he, he looked at me, he goes, kid, you're ready. And never forget this. He goes, always be ready for an opportunity. If it, even if it doesn't show up, always be ready. And, um, I'm sure he told that to all the people in my class at the time and the future classes that he, he was able to train. Um, and that just stuck with it. Was, it was a very simple something, but now, um, Whenever I'm able to make it to a ring, training things or whatever, I'm always doing crazy drills. Uh, even when I'm at the gym and I'm doing conditioning and stuff, I'll try to emulate as many drills as I can to always be ready for that opportunity just in case it does peek its uh, head around the corner. And, and, um, and, and yeah. 
do you get to many independent shows other than the ones that you're working? Do you try? Do you try to support support the support the business? Because honestly, it, it, we we all kind of do the similar same thing. I mean, I know there's a lot of politics. I know in in, in it because you know we're all every every company is trying looking out for themselves. But yeah. I've been to different show. I've been to different shows. You know, support supporting my friends who are all you know. But I was always told, you know. Always have your gear with you. You just never, because yeah. you, you never know. Yeah, no, that is, that is one thing I've been trying to do more recently. I, I just haven't been able to with the, the schedule of the jobs and the shows that I have going on right now. But um, if a weekend does free up and I know I'm not working or I know I'm not, you know, uh, going to a show out of town or whatever, uh, I'm going to start trying to make it to more shows. I mean, I'll bring my suitcase and stuff, but I'm, again, the opportunity may never present itself, but if it's ready, here I am. I got my stuff. You need somebody? I got you. Um, but no, I, 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 I'm a big supporter of any independent promotion that's not too, I guess, ego-filled. Ego-filled in the sense of... Um, we're the top. We're, 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 we're better than everybody else. So Yeah, like, you know, because we're all, we're all wanting the same thing. We're, we're yeah. all want, we all have the love for this business, so... I try to support as many as I can. And, when, I there's, can. and when there's multiple promotions in an area, you have to have a little bit of respect for everybody because we're 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 pulling from the same, basically the same pool of talent. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, be respect. Just I just has to be people be respectful. That's just that's just me. Mm-hmm. I've always been that way. I don't have a problem with any of the promotions in the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they have a problem with me, that's. <laughs> That's their problem. I don't. I try. I but I try to stay above above board. And I know Luke is the same way because Luke's friend. Luke has been friends with just about every promoter probably that's come down to St. Louis Pike for for the last <laughs> the last seventy five years. So, oh, Chris, let's not. Let's not <laughs> I try to make some semblance of my age here. Um, I have one more question here before we go to our next segment here on the Russell Top Podcast. And Clay, um, I don't know how much Joe has informed you, but I do want to ask this this question before we move on. Your 2022 really has been a change in the world of professional wrestling. We're coming out of the pandemic. We're starting to be where we can have more wrestlers and more fans at events. What do you see the year 2022 playing out for Clay Jacobs? There is a lot I have planned that I I can't really reveal. Mm -hmm. Just um, I have a shift in who I am that I want to present to other people. Um. But I really think 2021 into 2022 was actually a very good year for me in, 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 the, in, in the world of professional wrestling. I, 2021, I made my return finally after a long hiatus. I made my return and I just hit the ground running as safely, you know, again, in, injury wise and as fast as I can. And because I wanted to make sure people knew I was back. Um, but I feel like. Just uh, be on the lookout for Clay Jacobs. That's all. That's what I'm going to say. Well, like I said, that's that's a good attitude to have. And I mean, again, we we got Clay uh, Clay Jacobs here on the Russell Talk podcast. Now, Clay, I don't know if Joe's told you this or not, but about this time every week, we have what's called the shoot and shout segment. It's an opportunity to let everybody kind of vent about what's on their mind. It doesn't have to be wrestling related. It can be wrestling related. We've heard pretty much every possible avenue of things that get on people's on, on their people's bad sides in the course of their day. 
And, and Hardcore Hoss... Um, and, and really, we just really want to play the theme song just because... That, that, is, that is true, too. <laughs> but like I said, Hardcore Hoss, I know you're ready. This is one of the, the, the big points of the week. I know it is for Hardcore Hoss. It's really kind of growing on uh, Chris and I. So, Hardcore Hoss, would you be willing to go ahead and hit the shoot and shout segment music, please? It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. Everything is fun, everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's head off. No human contact, and you can interact. Life's on contract, you best bets to stay away. It's just one of those days. It's all about the he's there, she's there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this music. week's episode of the Shoot and Shout segment here on the Russell Talk Podcast. You've got... Uh, big sexy Chris Rodell, Luke Roberts. You got Clay Jacobs, and and Clay. I do want to let you know. Um, I do believe uh, we are going to be joined here, and then no, it's not going to be by Joe Lance. Joe's been suspended, but we're going to be joined by a member of the Russell Talk Podcast family, uh, longtime co-host of the program, the Maestro Jeremy Carp. Jeremy, welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast here this evening, episode three nine nine. Welcome, welcome. On one second here, you're you're, you're on mute. you're on mute, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on one second. Okay. Trying to take care of me now. Yeah, we, yeah, there we go. All right, thank you. How you it's doing, my a, well, I'm recovering as best as I can. Um, for those that don't know, had a car accident last week. Had a seizure while driving and crashed. So, um, kind of getting through that. So, Clay, it's been a pleasure listening uh, to you and I appreciate it. Thank you. Know, you. Hearing all the stuff you talk about, like persevering through tough times, you know, it's it definitely resonates with me now more than ever, for sure. Well, well like I said, to give to give you an idea, guys, shoot and shout gives you an opportunity to kind of kind of vent what's on your mind. It could be positive, it could be negative. I mean, you name it, it's there. Uh, I'll tell you what we're gonna do, Chris. I want to go ahead and throw this to you first. I honestly don't have anything this week, believe it or not. Nothing. Oh, there's nothing. On. There's there's nothing that's really sticking in my crawl at all. I mean, wait a minute. After the meetings we've had this week, the fact that you turned the thermostat down to where I have to wear a hoodie to be a part of the <laughs> Russell Talk podcast tonight. I, I mean, nothing? I mean, I mean, it's it's hot. It's hotter than shit down here in St. Louis. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've developed. I've developed. I was gonna say, I'm in the basement because otherwise, if I'm outside, I'm sweating my balls off. I was gonna off. say, I'm developing, <laughs> of, I'm developing a little bit of the swamp ass there at times. So, uh, okay. but, but no. So yeah, that's about it. It's hot. I'm tired well, of it. I hate. Well, I hate I'm, summertime. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, and I'm gonna kind of take it a little bit of a different tangent. Um, I want to kind of give a a, a a shout out to. Uh, a lot of people don't know this. I want to give a shout out to those that have been um, helping me the last few days. Um, I've had a lot of health issues, a lot of health concerns, been kind of in and out of doctor's offices and hospital offices the last three and four days. And I really want to give a, a shout out to those who have been taking care of things and making them as smoothly as they can. Yeah. You're, you're welcome yeah. for covering you in the office and some of these meetings I've had to sit in with Dynamo Pro, but okay. Hey. Be fortunate you haven't had an interview with the, or a meeting with the snitch this week. That was that's one of I'm not allowed. To, I'm not allowed to speak to him right now. So. That is true. So, tell you what, um, Jeremy, I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you. Um, do you have something you want to share for a shoot and shout this week? I have a couple. Um, I guess I can pick up the slack of Chris choosing not to say anything. <laughs> um, and you know, Luke, I want to say I'm really glad that you're getting through with your health issues like you're you're you sound you sound freaking amazing man like you sound great 
And I obviously wouldn't be where I'm at in my career and life if it weren't for you. So obviously during all this, you know, I've been concerned about you so much. So it's great seeing you. And plus, you know, the three hosts right here, we got Dynamo Pro's uh, 15th uh, year anniversary show coming up in a couple weeks. So we all have to get well. We got to get ready. <laughs> that is true. June 25th, Delirious coming <coughs> back. Um, okay. So a couple things. And like I said, I know normally my speech is a little more, is a little more off kilter, unfortunately. I'm still working on that. Um, but yes, I was a few days ago. I was in the hospital. I had suffered three seizures, one of them while driving to Columbia. Tried to have lunch with a friend. Um, the outpouring of support that I've gotten from people from Camaro Jackson to Mike Outlaw to Herb Simmons to everybody at the Wrestle Talk podcast, um, you know, and beyond, it just means the absolute world to me. Um, a few weeks ago, I had told this to some of the guys in the wrestling industry that um, I'm good friends with that in my life, I want to have at least, if not at most at this rate, one wrestling match, one professional wrestling match. I, you know, go through the hell, go through the training. You know, I've been playing football since I was seven years old. So shit, trust me, I've taken enough uh, shots to the head and I, you know, I'm not going to let this deter me, you know. I still have that dream. And I want to give a quick shout-out to a friend of mine. His name's Seth Gutzler. He's training out there to become a professional wrestler. And he's busting his ass, and I'm proud of him as well. Um, but, like I said, I know I'm very off kind of key and everything. So, and I'm trying my best. Um I look forward to getting back into more of these appearances, getting back with the wrestle talk, getting back with roundabout sports. Um, but no, just it's it's been a hell of a week, and I'm just blessed to still be here. I'm thankful to be here with these guys. Are my family? This isn't just a bunch of co-hosts. Like the Dynamo Pro locker rooms, like my family. You know, the wrestle talk boardroom, if you will, is my family. Um, so, you know, it's just a pleasure and, you know, like I said, I actually had messaged, um, Luke, uh, telling him, Clay, this was some powerful stuff listening to you speak before I, uh, actually, uh, came on the show. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot. And I know it's a lot of recovery and unfortunately I've also had to get out of an abusive relationship that I was that I've been experiencing the past few months. So here I am and I've, you know, it, it, it's just life's thrown a lot at me, but I keep swinging and I keep going and I got a lot of life left in me and I'm just thankful to be here. And one more thing, this is the one that I can straightforward stay on path about you. If you have something you need to discuss with somebody, discuss it with them. Don't ignore them. Don't ghost them. That is the ultimate disrespect in my mind. I was rooted in family values and confronting people about situations, you know, and you can be civil. You can talk it out, but don't disrespect them and treat them like they don't exist because mentally that destroys people. 
And nobody should ever be made to feel like you're alone in the world because you're not. Know that somebody out there always loves you. So that's what I got for my shoot and shout. Turn off my turn my microphone here. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> first of all, I want to say uh, thank you for coming on the program tonight. And again, I know you've been through a lot. And over the course of the past several years, I know for Chris and myself and the Dynamo Pro locker room to have you a part of the Dynamo Pro family, having you a part of the Russell Talk podcast family and uh, myself being a part of uh, Interstate 70 Sports Media as well. Um, you always know that everybody's got your back. And um, when it comes down to it, you, your, your friendship and you being here, I mean, you know, when I heard about what happened, it was a, a, a pretty tough thing to go with. And I mean, as well as I'm thankful you were able to come on the program tonight. Looking forward to having those conversations. Again, it's one of those where you and I have both been real busy the last few days, but to have you on the program tonight, especially knowing full well next week's episode 400, to have you back back behind the microphone is definitely a welcome sight. And I want to I want to say again, thank you. And if there's anything you ever need, please, like you said, don't hesitate to call on your WrestleTalk podcast family as well as Dynamo Pro. Well, I, I really appreciate all that, Luke. And I want to also – I'm glad you mentioned Interstate 70 Sports Media – because I want to thank the team at Interstate 70 Sports Media for the work. So James Knox, Adam Frex, Eileen Holder, um, Parker Bina, um, Andy Cockerell, all them for all the work they did, especially while I was in the hospital. You know, James was holding down the fort on social media. You know, Adam was doing all of his amazing work. You know, just shout out to everybody. Shout out to Dave McGuire. Shout out to so many people. You know, I know I could shit do a whole show on just thanking everybody, but it just means the world to me to know that, you know, I feel important. <laughs> well, well, Jeremy, like I said, I want to say thank you. And, and now we're going to turn things over. You've heard a little bit of everything here in the shoot and shout tonight, Clay. I'm going to go ahead and throw things over to you. What's on your mind here tonight on the Russell Talk Podcast? Oh, boy. I wish people would just stay the hell out of situations that don't involve them. That is a big thing for me. Uh, whether it be, I don't know, uh, this whole, you know, we talk about the, the Johnny Depp situation. Everybody has to throw their opinions. And then you have Jeff Hardy's recent debacles going on. I just wish people would say their peace and go, but no, they take it and they go 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 and they doesn't stop. But other than that, I don't really have a lot that's really bugging me. I try not to let a lot of negativity and I learned that from a friend that, you know, the Ryo, we all know who Ryo is. I learned that from him. He always used to, you know, rib me a lot about, oh, you're so negative and blah, 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 blah. So I actually took his advice and, you know, I don't let that stuff really affect me as much as it used to especially after the 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 injuries and stuff like that because you know that stuff when you're vulnerable like that anything and everything will latch on to you um shout out in the other hand though or the the uh, shooter shout um it'd have to be for everybody every company that i used to work for before i uh did walk away um for a little while to welcoming back with open arms you know, my home company, uh, MCW Pro, they, they welcomed me back. Um, you know, they were they were the, the, one of the closest families I've had in this, this business, and I'm glad they were still there welcoming 
um, world domination, of course. Uh, all I had to do was send a message after I said I returned, and within not even an hour and a half, boom! All right, bet you're here. Then you come on. Uh, all right, sweet. And then all the all you know, I'm shouting out all the new uh, places that I haven't worked at yet or will work at here in the next some odd months or so. Uh, thank you, you know, given somebody who's dealt with a lot, uh, an opportunity, and you know. I'm not saying I'm the only one that's dealt with a lot, you know. There's every there's there's wrestlers, you know, that I've worked that are very really, um, that are dealing with more than what I've dealt with. And, you know, I, I don't take anything that any any opportunity for granted anymore. You know, I used to be like, oh, there'll be another one, or oh, there, this 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 will come back again. And no, it doesn't. I promise you, it, just take it, go. Um. Other than that, no, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm chill. I'm chill. I'm chill out. I, I I work out at the gym a lot. I'm a big uh, I'm a big gamer. I love video games. Let's be a hundred here. I like I'm a, I'm a, and then um yeah I work. I'm pretty chill. I just I just like seeing people succeed. That's a big thing with me. Awesome. And like you and my intro, I want you to, I want you to I want you to keep going. Keep keep training. I, I no matter how many you know I won't cuss, but effing Roblox get in your way. Jump it. Keep going. Believe me, with head injuries, with any injury, I've broken literally every finger on this hand. I don't know if you can see, everything's all nice and crooked. My arm's all nice and twisted out. I've dislocated both shoulders, you know, but don't stop, you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing your first match. Awesome. I'm looking forward to, you know, possibly if you don't want to just be one match, somewhere down the line, let me know when you're good and trained and ready to go, and maybe I'll make a couple phone calls. You know, like it's it's all. I like I like seeing people be succeed. them. Succeed, succeed. Exactly, I like seeing yes. people be them yes. and not hiding behind the wall of uh, what today's society is. Just just do it. All Screw right, everything Clay. else. All right, Clay. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Russell Talk podcast. You are now officially part of the Russell Talk podcast family. Um, and before you and before you go, let's uh, let you go ahead and shout out all of your social media information so our so we can connect with you. So shout out the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitters, the you know. So Facebook, I have an athletic page. It is Clay Jacobs, literally as it's put onto the screen right now. I have. Um, my Instagram is uh, at Clay underscore Jacobs. Um, and then I do have a Twitter. I need to get better at using Twitter. Uh, I'm really terrible <laughs> at it, but I try. Um, it is ha- uh, at the age of Clay. And it should be my crazy, ah, nice little photo that pops up. Um, but yeah, I want to thank you guys. And I also, uh, I don't think I said it beforehand, but congratulations on 400 coming up. Uh, Maybe I'll have to stop by for that, you know, pop on in or something. Well, Clay, I'm going to yeah. tell you right now, you talked about being a gamer. I know that, that uh, the Night Owls talked about the idea of maybe having uh, the first ever Russell Talk podcast uh, gaming episode. And we're going to add your name to the list about that, talking about not just pro wrestling games, but gaming in general. But I got to tell yeah. you, Night Owls screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I like, like Chris said, I want to thank you. And again, I've had a lot of people send me messages, not here just with the Russell Talk podcast page, but through personal messages about how they've really taken to heart a lot of the things that you said today and, and your very your very realistic attitude. And again, for the rest of the Russell Talk podcast, team, I want to say thank you for coming on the program. You were officially you, a member of the Russell Talk podcast family, and we look forward to seeing you real soon. I appreciate you. And uh, good old hardcore, I'm sure I'll see you soon in person. 
<laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank thank you. Thanks, thanks Clay. Night. Clay That's Jacobs cool. here on hour That's number fun. one of the Russell Talk podcast. I got to tell you right now, gentlemen, this has been a great first hour. Uh, wow. Clay Jacobs on here. We were able to announce three hours next week. We're going to have a brand new logo next week is what I understand. Got a lot of great things that are going to be coming up with episode 400. And, and Maestro, since it's been a couple weeks since you've been on the program, uh, and uh, we're going to go ahead. Since, you, since you've been gone for a couple weeks, uh, at this time every week, instead of going into a musical interlude, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to a man that Mr. Rodell and I have known for many years. He's made many a journey from the wonderful world of Kansas City down here to St. Louis. And I believe, Hardcore, he is actually in the green room this week, right? Correct. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to a man that I have the utmost in respect of, um, most respect in, and again, a man that's always make sure to take care of each and every person that he comes in contact with. Ladies and gentlemen, bringing us this week's installment of the FWWC's Friday Night Challenge. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast the CEO himself, Dewan Mills. Dewan, how are you doing tonight, good sir? I am excellent, gentlemen. How are you guys doing this evening? Great show. Damn good show, man. We're, we're getting to that point, and you know this very well, knowing the night owl as long as you have next week. 400 shows, three hours, and we start dropping those names of who's going to be here. It's going to be another memorable show, a, a, a history-making show, if you will, for the Wrestle Talk podcast. I remember episode 300, dude. This is going to be a big deal. 400 e- Good Lord. It doesn't even seem like that long, man. Like, we just, you guys do these shows. You put it together so excellent. And it's kind of like you get lost in it and you lose track. And all of a sudden, holy crap, 300. Holy crap, now we're at 400. Can't wait till we get to 500, baby. But the WrestleTop podcast has always been good to me. The Night Owl, you guys, always been a blessing to get down with you guys. You have always supported the FWWC. And the FWWC always supports the WrestleTalk podcast, and our many sponsors, including i70 Media Sports. I follow that on Facebook. I love you guys' updates. Uh, like to see a little, love to see a little bit more royal stuff. But, but I love the cards, though. Shout out to the cards. Shout out I to mean, the- I'm work. We're working on expanding that KC market, man. Let me tell you. Bobby What's Witt so? Jr., uh, rookie of the year candidate right there. He's right up in the ranks. So. Well, well, when gas goes down from $4.59 a gallon back down to maybe 2 Maybe it won't cost me. It used to cost me only 30 or 40 bucks to drive to St. Louis two in back. Now it's 50, 50 both ways. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more expensive. But you know something, uh, Dewan? I know that you always bring forth every Tuesday night. You bring forth a lot of information about the FWWC. And I know we're getting close to a lot of big things happening with the FWWC. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and turn things over to you so all those great members of the FWWC can get prepared for this Friday's challenge. As a yes, part sir. of the WWC. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm, I've been informed that we got a new graphic. So, Hardcore Hoss, if you know how to press the right buttons, can you get that up for me, please, sir? If, if, if we're working it this week, let's see. Let's see. Because I was informed. I'm like, okay, well, this might be a new way of doing things. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm excited to see how it works. Oh, my man. You, you got to love technology. You have to love innovation, and it is right there for your boy, the CEO, to lay out. So, as you guys been knowing here in the FWWC, we're getting close to a big major event, FWWC SummerSlam, coming up, consequently, not in August, 
Usually at SummerSlam is in uh, August, but it's going to be at the end of July. But before that, we have to get ourselves prepared for FWWC Money in the Bank. So those are two consecutive huge major championship implication pay-per-views that are coming up. But before we get to those pay-per-views, we have to take care of business. The biggest thing that's been going on in the past couple weeks is the FWWC Tag Team Tournament. Yes, those tag team titles will be on the line at FWWC SummerSlam, and they will be defended by none other than the longest reigning FWWC heavyweight tag team champions in the group's history. That is the Law Dogs. They will be defending those titles. We got to figure out who's going to be competing for those belts. Well, the tournament was hot last week. We're going to have some action this Friday. So round number one continued. It will be the Death Posse. That is swag in partner with our FWWC Hardcore Champion, Marcus Mayhem, against none other than the Devil's Dynasty. Sick and pale face. Some people say I'm pale face. I don't remember a damn thing, but I know Death Posse and the Devil's Dynasty is going to be an incredible match. Match number two in this FWWC Round 1 Tag Team Tournament continued. It will be none other than Hoss Mafia, Hardcore Hoss, Sister Hoss. I know you can hear me. I know you can see me. You guys are in action this Friday, and you'll be going up against none other than a favorite to win. The Prophets of Madness and Championship Gold has escaped this team many a times. I believe these four teams, these four teams are going to put on an amazing show this Friday, but only two of them, that's right, only two of them can advance. Continuing on for this Friday, we have a Here Comes the Contenders match. Last week, we saw in action Mr. Evan Lash and Big T and also Mr. Swag. But the two competitors that moved on last week are Evan Lash and Big T. And those gentlemen will compete this Friday in a contenders match. Now, what are they contending for? We don't quite know yet. But we know that their action in these past couple weeks are worthy of a contenders match. Which belt? You never know. They may be able to choose. The BOD may be able to choose. But I know these two gentlemen are going to put on a great match. And last but not least, this match is highly important, ladies and gentlemen. We have had a rookie in this group after our 10 years in uh, business in the FWC. One of the best, most premier rookies we've had in a very long time. He goes by the name of Ace. He's part of the Assassin Syndicate. This Friday, he's going to get a huge opportunity to show off what he's done, to show what he's got. Now, this isn't the title match necessarily, but he gets to take on none other than the longest reigning FWWC heavyweight champion in the world, of the world. That's right. Ace will compete against none other than Luke Justice this Friday. That is our main event for this Friday Night Challenge. To recap, round number one, FWWC Tag Team Tournament continued. Death Posse versus Devil's Dynasty. Hoss Mafia versus Prophets of Madness. Looking forward to those four teams getting down. We have Evan Lash versus Big T. And last but not least, our main event of the evening, Ace, the Rookie of the Year contender versus our FWWC heavyweight champion, Luke Justice. This Friday is going to be off the chain. Make sure you tune in to the FWWC tonight, this Thursday at 7.30 to get more information about these matches and hear from our premier FWWC superstars. CEO, that's all for me, signing out. Thank you, WrestleTalk Podcast, for having me. All right. What a card. And I believe we are ready to get things going here for the uh, 
second part of the show. And let's get the other two back in here, Mr. Luke Roberts and Chris Rodell. How's I it going? I got to tell you something. That was a great graphic. Yeah. I really like the new graphic. I got to tell you right now, it's going to be a great event this Friday. And also, I got to tell you, we've got to make it a point to come out to KC. I mean, again, usually the last couple months, last couple times that there have been events out there with the FWWC, we've always been kind of uh, professionally required to be here in the St. Louis area that weekend. So it doesn't work as well as it should. But sooner rather than later, we're hopefully going to be able to make that journey out. And I also that. I also kind of want to make a trip up to uh, West Virginia to see a little WDWA action with uh, Haas and Joe. So I think I, I think me and you need to be going to both co- be, be going both ways. So. <coughs> well, Chris, I got to tell you right now, I it's going to be one of those we're going to see in the next few weeks. We're going to have a lot of experiences. Not only are we going to have those on the plate, but also we talked about it earlier about attending the Cauliflower Alley Club reunion in late September, and we're hopefully going to have some. Uh, key people from that event that are going to be on the program between now and the reunion in that last week of September. Shout out to the Cauliflower Alley Club and our, our great friends, B. Brian Blair, uh, Vance Nevada. Um, <clears throat> uh, I, I could go on, but I, I know we got a lot of things to take care of here tonight. Uh, at this point in time, again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you've seen it over throughout the course of the evening. Make sure to um, continue to be bringing out those comments. Make sure to be sharing the show with the uh, with all your friends and family, like I said, next week's going to be episode 400. Again, thank you to all of our sponsors. Without who this program doesn't exist each and every week. They've been supporting us pretty much since day one. And, and we want to say thank you for all the support that you've given the Wrestle Talk podcast. Now, Chris, i got to tell you right now, you have been talking about this for <laughs> weeks. So I'm just going to sit back here and I'm just going to let you go. Because I know that this is one you've done a good amount of research. You've got some questions going, so I'm just going to. Oh, I only have a couple. I, I have a couple questions, but they're going to pertain to a co-host. So, uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, whoa, next... whoa, 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 whoa! Oh God, oh, he's God. here. You didn't think that you were going to have Demarcus Kane on and not have Nightmare Jones on here. I mean, after all, the man did tase me. The man oh, did give know. me a double choke we slam. Remember. We remember. So. We, have vid- we have video. So anyway, so thank you for inter- interrupting me. As I was saying, uh, our next guest uh, will be a part on June 18th for MCW Summer Slamboree. He will be getting a MCW title shot in Parkville, Maryland against Ken Dixon. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the one and only, the kingpin, Demarcus Kane. Marcus Kane told them that I am back again. This is the place that no one lacing reacts to win. This beating now factoring. There's no place you have to win. Dominate, call my accomplishments. This is the passionate. Stepping in the ring with this leader. Know that I call destruction. Your chance to win is nothing. My room is straight disgusting. Demarcus Kane. The Marcus King. The takeover begins. We are not the same. Dominance runs everything. Oh, Demarcus, make sure that you're 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 showing on mute. So just so in case you start talking uh, here in the next few minutes. Uh, bang, bang. There you go. Hey, there you there go. go. Hey. Demarcus, welcome to the Russell Talk podcast. Uh, my name is uh, Big Sexy Chris Rodell. We got Luke Roberts, a new, you know, Hardcore Hoss. And I bet you know Joe Lance a whole lot there, buddy. Uh, uh, good old Joe Schmo. What's going on, boss? Uh, <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. So... Uh, Joe, 
I'll let you start things off. Go ahead and ask, go ahead and ask Demarcus anything you want to ask him. So I guess so my first question is: uh, You are going to be defending your championship against Ken Dixon in uh, the next MCW show. Um, uh, 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 uh. I'm not defending my championship. Only Ken is. No. Oh, he's, he's, okay. He's going, he's going after. He's the he's challenger. Going after Ken's title. Okay. I'm so how are you preparing for that match? Oh, you know, I, I, me and Ken tend to go back a, a good little ways. You know, I remember when Ken first got into the business um, and he was kind of riding Ryan McBride's coattail and learning, sitting under his learning tree. So Ken's came a, a long way, man. He's, he's like kicking ass. I'm actually proud of him. I'm rooting for him. Uh, but with that being said, um, I know Ken all too well. I know him all too well and is not going to be the type of result that he think is going to be. I'm going in there and I'm going to kick Ken's ass. That's just it. <laughs> I'm going to walk out the new MCW heavyweight champion. That's it. That needs to be said. Well, it's not, it's not, it sounds like that you've already got this. You already got this down, down to the science. You know, you know how to beat Ken. I do. I do. I do. Awesome. Again, I, I've been watching Kim for a long time. I, I've seen him, you know, develop from a little, you know, a little rump to to the man that he is now, and he's he's kicking ass until he meets me. Right. So, so Joe, so Joe, I, let, let's talk about. We're we're gonna go back a few, maybe a couple months or so. Um, there was apparently an incident at WDWA show. Apparently, Joe was refereeing one of your matches, and uh, um, Haas. And we're gonna we're gonna preface this clip uh, that uh, parent, you know, graphic. This might show a little bit of graphic violence, or you know, it's gonna show someone. Uh, you know, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Luke, help me out. What am I thinking? Okay, I, I'm gonna go ahead and throw it out here. We were made aware of this. Uh, that there is video regarding an incident that took place between you, Mr. Kane, and, and you, and you, Mr. Lance. Uh, I do want to make a fair warning that there could be some graphic violence involved. We would like to uh, inform you ahead of time that if you have young children in the room, you may not want them to view what is forthcoming. Parental discretion is advised, as we show yes. the next piece of footage right here on the Russell Talk podcast. So, Hardcore Hoss, if you've got it and it's ready to go. We're going to go ahead and show you exactly what's going on right here as a part of the Russell Talk podcast. Mm, 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 mm. Hanging in the Louvre. Hanging in the Louvre. Mm-hmm. Hanging in the Louvre. You know, I still have... Uh flashbacks of that night like tasers still give me flashbacks i had ptsd because of that night hello did he, i i didn't really did he do it twice he did it like five times oh. <laughs> that's Man, how that's... much that that demarcus king likes me he did it like five times you sir you sir are here so demarcus i'm sure there's something that led up to that because you, you just don't tase somebody just for the for, just for uh, shits and giggles. So, uh, uh, you want to take me take us a, take the Russell Talk podcast a little on a, uh, a, a backstory on what happened? Well, that was a little backstory, you know, nightmare. You you know what's going on. You know exactly what you did. 
you know, you involved yourself a little too much when you shouldn't have. You should have been a very fair and indecisive referee. You just tend to, you know, I dabble a little bit too much and you got what you deserve. I didn't you ended do, up getting tased in the ass. That's just I how, didn't <laughs> do anything. The lights went out, the taser went off, the taser hit my foot and I picked it up and you automatically assumed that it was me. I mean you were holding the taser, right? I was holding the taser, yes, but I picked it up. I didn't tase you. Every time I get in the ring with Demarcus Kane, something happens. The first time, the double choke slam. Now, I do admit, that one was kind of my fault. I did overstep my my boundaries a little bit that time, but, yeah. You overstep your boundaries all the time. That's why I always give you your receipt. It's necessary. And and apparently, you, you... you have been what suspended. was really funny, what was really funny though, is the last show. At one point, ISP came out to help Cisco, and as he came running out, he's hitting the taser, and Joe runs around the side of the ring and ducks down between a pole that's on the floor and the ring, and he's going, "I don't like tasers. I don't like tasers." <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be oh. honest. I could. I, I have to agree with Joe. Any kind of instrument like that definitely would be something to make me nervous. And and like I said, Joe, I I, I can sympathize with you there. But I I think I would agree with a lot of what the the Russell Talk family has been saying of kind of following the rules. That's kind of a, a a stretch there. But I mean, again, it it is two sides to every story. And, and again, we appreciate the fact. I mean, that I mean. All he could do, he saw you hold the taser. What's he supposed to think? That someone someone else tased was the one that was going to use it on him? I mean, possession is nine-tenths of the law, so. You have it. I mean. It is I, what it is. Yeah. So, anyway, anyway that just, that just always, that, that clip always brings me joy. And uh, <laughs> just, just, just me and, me and Joe have a running gag. You know, he, he likes some of the people that, like, don't like me very much in the wrestling business as uh, in, in, in the ring. They say that I'm throwing things towards, you know, I'm unfair to them, but it's not, it's not true. So, but uh, anyway, DeMarcus, what's your, um, what got you into this business? Like what, what made you want to become a professional wrestler? Oh man. Ooh, that's a story. You know, like most, of course I was a fan since I was a kid. Um, I've loved professional wrestling since I seen one of my first shows. It might have been, uh, I believe it was WrestleMania three. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, I, yeah, like I was, ugh, I was there. That's was, that's the first that's the first VH. I'm, I'm going to date myself here. This is the first VHS that I rented from Blockbuster. Um, I'm really dating myself there with those two references. Uh, WrestleMania three, watching the the big the big show, the mm-hmm. the 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 WrestleMania ring carts, you know, Hogan Andre, mm-hmm. C- Steamboat Savage, yeah, that, 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 that Steamboat Savage, that one right there. It, it's still like my top three matches of all time. Like, hands right, down. yeah, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, and and then it just kind of fuels your. Um, 
wanting to go and being on the independent scene, you know, it's not, it's not the flash that the WWE is, but it's also a more intimate atmosphere. So you get to know some of the fans, you get to know all the fans that are, that are there. So, and it's, it's just more of a personal feeling, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like it, it gives you a real good chance to connect with the fans on more of a personal level. Um, like I'm not, hard to reach at all i'm not hard to you know get a hold of at all so it, it's really easy to connect with the fan especially when i'm performing anything like that i can just reach out you know five handshake whatever the case may be they love the interaction regardless whether they like you or hate you they love the interaction right absolutely so luke i'm gonna go ahead and turn things over to you for a little bit so well, well, thank you, Chris, and thank you for uh, Demarcus for coming on the program here tonight, episode three ninety nine of the Russell Talk podcast. Nice. Uh, when, when I was doing my research, um, I would notice that you were originally trained by Ramblin' Rich, and I, I, I'm going to go because I remember when I first got in the wrestling business many, many years ago. Even though Chris says like seventy five, it hasn't been that long. <laughs> but um, can you give me uh, just a little bit? I know you hear all the time about how. Oh, I had to do drills for months and months and months. Mm-hmm. What kind of knowledge did you take from your trainer through the training process? Okay. Um, so originally uh, I started uh, back in House of Pain. This was during my college days. So I started there. I kind of got a good feel of how the physicality worked. It was very stiff. I would say like I I got some calluses, some ring calluses there. And uh, once I came under Ramblin' Rich's eye, um, he taught me the art of psychology. And that was when everything started to like click. That everything just started to make sense. Everything started to feel good. I started to like become more confident in myself and my abilities. And everything started to click once, you know, Rich kind of took me under his wing and and show me the right way of doing things. Um, we we, awesome. we did we did ask uh, our first. Do you remember your first? Like Luke, we were always talking about. You remember your first like back big big physical back bump that you took during training, and did the soul leave your body? That's that's I. I like that. <laughs> um, to be honest, no. Like my first few bumps, it's crazy, but I enjoyed it. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm an athlete anyway. Like I, you know, did kickboxing, amateur wrestling, play football, and used to physicality. And it was just also new and exciting to me when I started to take those bumps and like learn the craft. It was like, wow, this is this is kind of fun, <laughs> you know. Until you take your first major bump and it's like, ah. Oh. That wasn't that wasn't as as bad because you probably thought it was going to be ten times worse than you thought, and then that's that's exactly what I thought. I was going to I thought it was going to be like, ah, I thought it was going to be terrible, Um, and it it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like it was fun. It was very fun, very new experience. I would say I'm always excited new experience. I'm sorry, Luke. I just I just wanted to ask that same oh, question and, that we did before. And, so. Well, and, that, and it kind of leads into my, my next question is the mm-hmm. idea of I was looking back at some of the promotions that you've been a part of. And I mean, oh, he, he, he I, I, I apologize if I take a few seconds oh. time here. Uh, ECWA, CZW, WXWC4, uh, Covey Pro. I know it's a promotion that a lot of people in, in West Virginia and Virginia are familiar with. Yeah. Uh, Black Craft Wrestling, Evolve. 
I got to ask you this. I mean, you, you talked about the couple of training facilities. What did it feel like branching? I mean, there's a lot of wrestlers that are perfectly content being in that, that small little bubble of being in their, their home area. Mm-hmm. What did it feel like to go to a promotion like a CZW or an Evolve or an ECWA and these, these promotions that have large name reputations and to be able to say that you can stand alongside with some of the best competition in the country? Um, I would say that it's, it's an honor um, to go into a new area, a new promotion and prove yourself. Again, I, I told you it's about like new experiences, new audiences. Like for me, it's all about the experience, right? Like you gain so much experience, just I can walk out and wrestle in New Jersey and it's a completely different crowd from Maryland or West Virginia, Pennsylvania, or New York, like all of these areas and audiences are different. And even the wrestlers, when you get in a ring with them and you see them, it's like you're taking in that whole experience. So for me, I kind of now more so, I kind of wrestle with a chip on my shoulder. It's like, I know I'm, I'm as good as I say I am. And I want to show everyone that I'm as good as I say I am. So for me, it's more so the experience, like going into like a new promotion or promotion that I haven't really, you know, laid my groundwork in. It's like, all right, I can, let me pull a couple cats out of the bag. Let me let me let me show them what I can do. Have you ever been, love- have Have you ever been to the Midwest wrestling wise, or are you you kind of up in that mid Atlantic Atlantic region? Oh, uh, mainly the mid Atlantic Northeastern region. Um, I haven't really cut into the Midwest as much as I would like, but that's definitely uh, on the bucket list to to cut into that territory a lot more. Well, you know, Chris, as you brought up, as you brought up that comment too. I mean, again, I've had the opportunity to see some of your matches. Uh, there was some stuff for one with the uh, Super Eight tournament, and mm-hmm. things along those lines. I've had an opportunity to see, and I know there's a lot of wrestlers here in the Midwest. Wrestlers like uh, the King of Chaos, Ricky Cruz, like. Um, uh, Moses the Deliverer, like Camaro Jackson, um, the Rebel or the, the Monarch Jeremy Wyatt. Um, I could go on. There's a lot of wrestlers. I would love to see the two styles. I, th- I think I think Demarcus would probably fit in pretty well here in the uh, Midwest, the Midwest region. I mean, just based on what I've based on what I've seen. So, yeah, and I, I would agree with you 100 percent on that. Now, I've got to ask you. You talked a lot about Ken Dixon, your opponent in the next in the next few days. Oh yeah. Um, how would you say, compare to me, you've watched him grow up basically from, from being someone new in the wrestling industry to being the champion. Mm-hmm. From your last match to now, or even from beginning to now, how do you prepare differently for a Ken Dixon than you would for other opponents? Um, so with Ken, um, Ken is more of a brawling style uh, that – also happens to be my style, like a brawler, power, technical type style. And Ken is of that same genre. So for me, I'm training and I prepare myself mentally to face myself, just a different version. And I know I'm my biggest competition, so I can only imagine what Ken, you know, has in his head. Like to me, that's my competition. That's me. I'm staring me in a mirror, just a different version. And I'm pre- I'm preparing myself to like take his head off. 
hands down. Well, you know, DeMarcus, one of the things that a lot of people say when they train is the best way to know that they're at the top of their game is wrestling somebody that's almost a mirror image of themselves. Mm-hmm. And from what we've heard you say already, you've got that kind of mindset right now that you know how it is. You know that if you can go out there and defeat Ken Dixon for the championship, you know that you're at the very top of your game. And that's a very a very valid way to go. Now, my, my last question before I send it back over to Chris is kind of along the lines of what you had said earlier on. You've been around wrestling for a good while now. If you had an opportunity to wrestle anybody you wanted, mm-hmm. alive or no longer with us, who would you want to wrestle and why? Kurt Angle. Okay. Kurt Angle. Um, choice. Reason is uh, Kurt. Um, I told you I have an amateur wrestling background. I wrestled, you know, since I was nine years old, all the way through high school. And seeing Kurt Angle uh, make the transition from Olympic style freestyle wrestling to professional wrestling in the WWE, it inspired me a lot to even come into the business. So for me, I've always looked up to him. And like Kurt is a, a workhorse. Like, the things he does and has done and how quickly he catches on and the way he like formulates everything. It, it's so, I can relate to it a lot. It's, it's, no. it's, kind of, it's kind of amazing how you, you watch some people come from that, you know, that realm that they catch on right away and some yeah. take, take forever. Like, honestly, when Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey's first match with, with Kurt Angle against uh, Stephanie and Triple H, I was expecting it to be like a horror show because I didn't know yeah. what to expect. But Ronda Rousey picked it up pretty. She's picked up wrestling pretty well, just kind of like Kurt. She's kind of followed the Kurt Angle thing. So absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm, there are other parts around his personality, wrestling wise, that I don't like. She smiles too much, but but uh, um, but she's picked it up well. So you you, you gotta give you gotta give her that respect. So yeah, yeah, she she's good. She's good. Um. I think she's transitioned better than some of the right. others we've seen, you know, make try to make the transition not so well. But uh I think she's she's definitely finding her footing in, in the professional wrestling uh for sure. And and I know it's it's my time to ask some questions, but I'm I'm gonna yield to our uh WDWA expert on our panel right now, hardcore Haas. So uh I'm gonna yield some time to you. So Haas, take take some questions away. Let's talk about some uh wrestling up in that area so uh demarcus of course i I know you mostly from wdwa um Mm -hmm. but uh through doing some research into your background and everything i saw that when you originally started you were going under the name napalm bomb yeah until you had uh gotten injured and then came back as demarcus kane so what what is it that made you decide to change from napalm bomb into demarcus kane and what are the what's the major difference between the two okay um so one of my main reasons for changing who i was was because uh i honestly had lost uh, a passion for the business um i gotten injured all seemingly almost back to back. So 
I took some time off to get my meniscus uh, repaired. And then it seemed like six months to eight months later, I had a back injury and I had to fall under the knife and get surgery. And I was out for almost a year. And I was really trying to figure out what I wanted. If I even wanted to wrestle anymore, if I wanted to be in the business and the moniker of the napalm bomb wasn't doing it for me. I didn't know who that was. Like all I knew was I was an athletic guy. I could do cool shit in the ring, excuse my language, you know, and that's it. I didn't know who I was. And that was part of the reason I considered not even coming back. And during that time, it took me some time to figure out who DeMarcus Kane was. And that, that guy, and ultimately it's pretty much a repressed version of me. DeMarcus Kane is that guy that I repress to fit in the public setting. That I can't be. But now I figured out, hey, you know what? I can be this guy in my, in my alternative life. So I brought that back to the wrestling business. And that's exactly who I am. Far more comfortable, a lot wiser. I feel like a million bucks, like I'm in incredible shape. Like it's, it's fueled my hunger returning back to the business after that. All right. And uh, one one question I asked earlier to uh, Clay Jacobs, who we just had on here, um, and, and I kind of like like to hear from you as well. I asked Clay what his favorite program was, and you know I, I've seen you do several programs in WDWA. I know you just did the uh, tape fist match with Clay, yeah, and. Uh, so what what program has been your favorite program throughout your career? And he said you hit you hit hard. So he yeah, did, he said he, you hit hard. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do, I do. That's the way I was trained. I I got to, I got to. Um, honestly, I have a few different programs with uh, a few guys uh, that um, it was almost instant chemistry with. Um, one uh, is uh, Keikoa. Uh, flying Hawaiian, like he's an incredible wrestler. Um, I got the opportunity to first meet him in ECWA, and we were supposed to run a program, but he had gotten injured, so we never ran the program until uh, earlier this year in MCW, a completely different uh, promotion, and we killed it. Like I, I enjoyed it. Um, he hits hard too. And I expected that. I like it. Like it. I I don't know what it is. Like I love that. Shit. I, I love it. Um, K. Cole was awesome. Uh, the chemistry was just there. Um, another program I really enjoyed was uh, I ran a program with uh, Sean Carr in ECWA. Um, he's another guy from uh, Northeast. Uh, up in upstate New York. He's really good. Our, our, it was almost instant chemistry. We we ran maybe like a six-month program there, and we killed it every time. Um, that guy's awesome. Uh, Clay's awesome. I, I know, you know, where Clay's been training, and, you know, he, he was trained the right way, so I knew we were going to have a nice program together uh, for sure. Um, 
man, I, I, I can go on, like the list goes on and on. Um, I've had programs with uh, Drolix from MCW. He's awesome. That's my brother. Um, we kill it every time. Uh, Bruiser, rest in peace. I've had some of my funnest, some of my most exciting matches with him. Man, I, again, I, the list can go on and on and on. Yeah. I, I've had so many good matches, so many good experiences. It's, it's been fun. Yeah, Clay, Clay said you hit so hard that he can still feel some of your hits. You know, <laughs> he, he said that he hoped you could still feel some of his. <laughs> <laughs> no, not anymore. I tend to recover from that pretty well. I took a lot of hits growing up, so I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah. Uh, so, so, uh, Demarcus, what is the? I asked this. I think I asked this to everybody. I know it's probably just a stock question at this point, but what is the best piece of advice you've gotten from a wrestling veteran in the locker room? Oh, the best piece of advice: um, eyes and ears open, your mouth shut, um, and that's just mainly, you know, listening watching, learning. Um, another piece of advice was uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, that's another piece of advice that I took, and I apply that in daily life. Um, never get comfortable where you are. Always look to, you know, impress and, you know, innovate and improve your situation, always. No matter what promotion you're in, and any any type of situation you're in, always look to improve and leave the situation or promotion better than you and yeah. yeah, yeah. What what also, um, what has changed from when you began the wrestling in the wrestling business? What has changed from the time when you began to now? What do you what do you feel is the thing that's changed the most? Exposure. Exposure, I mean, social media is taken off tremendously. Um, and for me, I feel like this is a time where social media can literally make or break you. You can boom or you can, you know, just fall out flat. Like if you don't take advantage of it and it's free, it's here, take advantage of it. Like that to me is the most crucial factor in the business today is social media. Um, I feel like a lot of us need to take more, you know, take advantage of it more. Um, but it's one of those situations where I feel like when I first came in, it wasn't as good. It wasn't as big, but it was around. And throughout the years, it just got bigger. Right. Bigger, I mean, bigger. I mean, if, if you're not promoting shows that you're on, what, why are you even on social media? I mean, oh, I, 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 I mean, and, and, the companies are gonna companies are gonna see that it's like, hey, I got Demarcus Kane on the show. He's posting our posters every couple of days, every three or four days. You know, you yeah. don't want to bombard people, but you know, um, you you just you have to you have to promote. No one's gonna know you're on the show. I mean, if they're, right. if, they're if they're your fan, maybe maybe they'll drive the extra time to 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 be there. So um, yeah. And, and it's also, I think it's sometimes it's a little bit of the entitlements and respect that, you know, everyone is expected, you know, big thing and no one does the small things to like, you know, help set up, help tear down, you know, help yeah. promote, help promote. That's just, that's just me. I'm guess I guess I'm the old guy now that's uh get off my, I'm the get off my lawn guy now. <laughs> yeah, I'm the get off my lawn guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I'm going to I'm going to send it back to I'm going to send it back to Luke because uh, oh. we'll finish it. We'll finish the interview up with Luke. Okay, so. this is this is one of those I, I I don't get to do too often, but I'm going to tell you right now as we see here. Uh, we have a couple people. Can, Hoss, can you bring that last comment back up? I want to make sure that Demarcus saw that. I got to have you answer this. This is the fans asking. Where can they get a Kingpin shirt? Oh, the Kingpin shirts. Where can uh, I get a Kingpin shirt? If you make the fat guy sizes, I take like the 5X size. So four or five oh, yeah, I, I got you covered. I got all of that in the bag. Mm-hmm. I got all of that in the bag. Make sure you got to get a magic hat too. Don't forget. Uh, so I have a website, new website. It's awesome. Guess what it's called? DemarcusCane.com. You get all your merch. We got hats. We got the shiny bling bling shirts here. We got the bling bling hats. They come in white and purple, black and gold, whatever you need. We got the kingpin shirts. We got the who's the man shirts. Everything you need is on DemarcusCane.com. Any any upcoming like appearances, shows, seminars, whatever. It's all on DemarcusCane.com. Um, I like the I like the black and gold the black and gold color scheme. I think that that's a that's a that's an awesome. You digging it? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 liking it. I might have to I might have to go uh, order myself a, a kingpin shirt here. Absolutely, get you one, man. I got them. I got what you need. I got what you need. Um, right. Also, you can also reach me on social media. Um, quick little plug. Quick little plug. Uh, Twitter, uh, the Demarcus Kane. You can reach me there. You can reach me on Instagram at the real underscore Demarcus Kane or Facebook, the Kingpin Demarcus Kane. Make sure. Look at look at look at Hoss having all the information ready to go. Working working mm. hard, getting all the, that stuff. So I mean, you gotta take you gotta take care of some Hoss there. Big big Hoss taking taking care of you. And he's got your yeah, YouTube. Got- and he's got your YouTube channel out there where we can catch some of your matches. So yeah, we got the YouTube channel out there too. We gotta update that Hoss. Well, well, like I said, I want to make sure because I had a lot of people asking about that. And um, lastly, um, I don't know how much Nightmare Jones, Joe Lance has informed you, but we wrap up our interviews with our second hour guest. We have what's called the world famous Russell Top Podcast Game Show Challenge. Okay. It's an opportunity for you to compete against one of the hosts. And I won't mention any names. It won't be me. It won't be Hardcore Hoss. So, <laughs> on related to a particular wrestling, professional wrestling topic, it's a best of two out of three falls. Okay. Okay. Are you are you willing to participate tonight? Let's go. Okay. Chris, well, and ready? we can say we can say obviously it won't be Nightmare Jones because he must have scared him off or something. <laughs> See, you, I don't know what. <laughs> I, 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 I talk in tasers and he leaves. <laughs> he he's he's having a PTSD. He's he's cur- I bet you he's curled up in a uh, the fetal position right now. So, but yeah, I'm I'm cool. We'll, we'll we'll go. I'm not very good at this. I think I won one time, maybe. Uh, um, well, who maybe. knows? We shall see. Hardcore Hoss, can you hit that game show challenge music for us tonight? All 
right. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's episode of the World Famous Russell Talk Podcast Game Show Challenge. Tonight's contest is scheduled for the best two out of three falls, and our competitors are the Kingpin Demarcus Kane and the Russell Talk Podcast's own Chris Rodell. Now, gentlemen, in a few minutes, I'm going to ask you some questions about uh, three topics related to a particular wrestling topic. When you think you know the answer, shout out the answer. First person to get the answer correct scores one fall. That kind of kind of makes sense. Best two out of three falls wins tonight's contest. So before I go any farther, Kingpin, are you familiar with the in- the instructions? Absolutely. Okay, Rodell, are you you're good with the instructions, correct? Oh, I'm good. We're, we're, All right. we'll go. I'm gonna I'm gonna lose, but that's that's fine. <laughs> that, that's fine. All right. In honor of tonight's guest, tonight's Russell Talk podcast game show challenge will take us back in history. Tonight's Wrestle Talk podcast game show challenge category is the National Wrestling Alliance Mid-Atlantic Championship. Oh. Several mm. wrestlers who have gone <laughs> on to national and international fame have held this championship between its inception in September of 1973 and December of 1986. I'm going to give you information about these three particular wrestlers. Mm-hmm. When you think you know who it is, go ahead and shout out your answer. Chris, you ready? Yep, let's go. Let's go. I'm, I'm listening. I'm I'm actually following. I was just followed Demarcus and Clay Jacobs on Twitter, so that's what I was doing right there. So, <laughs> all, right. all right. Question number one: This individual has been a NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He is also a member of the WWE Hall of Fame. Many professional wrestling fans consider his match at WrestleMania 3 with Randy Savage to be the greatest match in wrestling. I got to go to the judge, Hardcore Hoss, who was first. As much as I hate to give it to him, it sounded like I heard Chris Rodell first. Chris Rodell getting the first question right. It was Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Very good. It's funny. We were just talking about that that match at, at, earlier yes. in the interview. So that's kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those I was just seeing if you were paying attention. Again, that's our great media team at work. Question number two. Uh, Kingpin, are you ready? That's right. All right. Uh, Chris, are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. This individual is a former. WWF, Intercontinental, and Tag Team Champion. In addition to being in the Hall of Fame class of 2004, he is also known for being a Mid-Atlantic Champion, a Television Champion, and a U.S. Tag Team Champion. Most people remember him for his partnerships with the Nature Boy Ric Flair and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Name him. Kevin Sullivan? No. Arn Anderson? No. Tully Blanchard? No. Kingpin? It's 2004. I'm looking at the chat. Susie Haas is also incorrect. Yeah, Hogan was going to be, because that, the, the kind of the so with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, uh, um, 
Yeah, I'm at a loss. I'm I, I'm at a loss. I'm lost too. Okay, I guess we're gonna have to go back to the alternate question here, which we don't get to go too often. Greg the Hammer Valentine. Oh, oh, the Hammer who takes twenty minutes to uh, run. I I'm gonna turn my wrestling card in after the show. <laughs> okay, we're gonna go to question two A now. Uh, Kingpin, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, uh, Chris, are you ready for question? Yeah, let's let, let, let's go. Okay. Question two, second try. This individual is a WWE Hall of Famer. He also had one of the most memorable matches in Starcade history, competing against Greg the Hammer Valentine in a dog collar match. He also competed in his retirement match against adorable Adrian Adonis in a hair match at WrestleMania 3. Roddy Piper. Awesome. I was just thinking that. The score right now is two to nothing. Chris Rodell. Now, Demarcus, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. If Chris gets a sweep tonight, (laughs) I'm not going to hear the end of it in the office tomorrow. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm going to tell you right now, I think you're going to be able to get the third one, okay? But are you ready for the third yeah. question? Let's go. Sure, why okay. not? Why not? Uh, please don't tase me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question number three. This individual began wrestling in 1962, and he wrestled until 2014. During the course of his career, he won the AWA Television Championship, the NWA U.S. Tag Championship, and he won the NWA World Heavyweight Championship from Ric Flair. His stepson is also known for being a part of the fabulous Freebirds. Ronnie Garvin. Okay, it's going to be very, very bad in the office tomorrow morning because Chris Rodell getting all three falls, and I can't believe i got to say this, but Hardcore Hoss hit the victory. Make sure that we find a way to edit that into next week's show being episode 400. <laughs> Chris dance. So that's another thing. All we need out now is that we need somebody to sing the national anthem next week and we're going to be ready to roll. Now, oh. Marcus, first of all, I want to say thank you for joining the program tonight. You have been an awesome oh. guest. And I do have to ask one more thing. And, and again, thank you, Hoss, for putting those socials up. Can you put the socials up one more time, please? I know that we got a little bit of a, um, we got, I think it's, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram's all up there. Uh, yeah, yeah. We just got to update it a little bit. Uh, the new Facebook is the Demarcus. I'm sorry, the Kingpin Demarcus Kane. The okay. Twitter is the Demarcus Kane. Instagram is the real underscore Demarcus Kane. 
Okay. Well, now that we've given your socials out, um, if, if fans want to come see you in, in the next several weeks, uh, can you give them just a little bit of where you're going to be in the next few weeks? I know you already mentioned your championship contest with Ken Dixon. Uh, where are some other places that they uh, wrestling fans can catch you if they want to see the Kingpin to Marcus Kane in action? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have um, quite a few shows coming up. Um, so, of course, June 18th uh, in Maryland, Tulsa, Cedars, Parkville, facing Ken Dixon. I'm taking that strap off of him. Y'all come on to that. Y'all definitely want to see that. Kick, ass-kicking show there. Y'all definitely want to see that. Um July 9th, I'll be at WDWA in West Virginia. Um, going to kill it there, of course. Um, July 23rd, um, back in Maryland, MCW Shane Shamrock Cup. It's the biggest show of the year. You definitely want to be there. Um, we got a lot of guys out there. Uh, I saw I saw Clay I saw Clay Jacobs pr- promoting that show too. The Shane yeah. Shamrock Cup. Joey Janela's there. Rich Swan's there. We got a lot of guys that's going to be out there and showing out. Um, also, August 20th for CCW in Pennsylvania. That's going to be a hell of a show there. So make sure you guys come on out, man. I'm I'm definitely traveling, trying to make my way up to the uh, to the Midwest for sure. But uh, those are the shows I got coming up for sure. Well, I got to tell you right now, uh, first of all, Marcus, thank you for coming on the program. And Good I can job. officially say you are a part of the WrestleTalk podcast family. Got a lot of, a lot of uh, viewers tonight who are wanting to pick up some great DeMarcus Kane merchandise as well. Make it a D, point. D, uh, D DeMarcus Kane.com, right? Uh-uh. DeMarcus Kane.com. Just DeMarcus Kane.com. DeMarcus Kane.com. Everything you need to know, DeMarcus Kane.com. I'm going to get you a nice hat. Hey, you say you wanted a shirt. Make sure you stop I'm, I'm, grab I'm, your I'm, shirt. I'm, I'm, thinking about, I'm thinking about ordering one for maybe, as long as I can get the big big boy sizes because I'm got you boy, covered. So. Well, DeMarcus Kane.com. Grab that. Chris, well, like I said, you. Demarcus, thank Hi. you for coming on the program, and hopefully the next time you come what, on the program, you will have that MCW. What what you what you what what you say, Hoss? Uh, let me tell you, Chris. I, I happen to know who makes his shirts, and they make shirts in my size for me. So they got you covered. Don't awesome, you awesome. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get up there. And I, I promise I promised Hoss earlier. I'm like one of these times. Me and Luke, or, me and Luke are gonna drive up. Hit up the mid the mid Atlantic region and and hang mm-hmm. and hang with our boys up there because we're we're kind of in the mid Atlantic region. We're in the St. Louis area and we got KC oh, yeah. covered too. So we're oh yeah we're but but we talk to everybody from everywhere. So that is true, Chris. That is true. Like I said, Marcus, thank you for coming on the program. Don't be a stranger. We're going to be in contact with you soon. And again, thank you for coming on the program and best of luck in your contest for the MCW Heavyweight Championship later on this month. Thanks, Thank you, Marcus. Thank you. Right. Have a good evening, sir. All right. Well, ladies. Okay. I need to address something that's in the chat right now. Alex Jeffcoat, the came and beat Benjamin Trust for the MMWA championship at High Voltage to South Broadway. I would I was there. I was filling in as a ring announcer again. And I want to just say that. Cayman did pin Ben Trust. However, Ben's trust feet were or Cayman had his feet on the rope and Ricky Cruz and Damian blade were holding his feet down and shaft uh, reversed the decision and restarted the match and Benjamin trust won. So, so Alex is kind of thrown out a little bit of fake news there. And I just want, I just want to cover it up because I'm a journalist and I just need to make, I just want to put things on the record. It was a great show. South Broadway athletic club. 
Luke knows all about Luke, you know all about the South Broadway Athletic Club. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I can tell you right now. The 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 historic South Broadway Athletic Club. Hey, you're getting better with that. And just to let you know, you do have that diploma from the Bobby Heenan uh, course on broadcast journalism. So, I mean, again, you want to make sure that you carry on your broadcasting journalism with integrity. Yes. And and while I agree that Cayman did pin Ben Trust, there were shenanigans and Shaft, the commitment. Commissioner Shaft outside the rings STL every Thursday, Thursday night, Thursday, five to seven mm-hmm. um, outside the ring STL shout out to Shaft. Uh, so, well, I got, I got to say tonight was a great show. Hardcore Hoss, what'd you think? Oh yeah. I really enjoyed the show tonight. It was uh, two absolutely great guests. You know, I enjoy seeing both of these guys and, and, you know, enjoyed the opportunity to uh, talk about their history and learn more about them. So, well, I got to tell you, it's it's always a good it's always a good time when you have the opportunity to learn about wrestlers all across the country. And again, that's one of the things pro wrestling. That's, 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 like, that's what I like about the Wrestle Talk podcast is we go out and we try. We're yes, we're St. Louis people, we're KC people, we're Virginia people, but we've we've talked to people in Nebraska. And I want to I want to send a shout out to Nebraska Wrestling Hall of Famer Jason Strife, who's going through some uh, medical issues right now. And I, I, I put this on Twitter, I believe, or Facebook, one of the two, that from the WrestleTalk podcast, we wish you great healing and quick recovery from all of your all of your issues. It was a great interview. Um, so I just, just wanted to say shout out to Jason Strife for all he's going through. I can tell you right now, we've had we've had wrestlers from all across the United States. We've had wrestlers from Canada, from the FML promotion. We've had wrestlers that have competed in CMLL. We've had wrestlers that have called us from Italy. We've had wrestlers from Australia. We've had wrestlers from even contact us from China. I mean, it's one of those things. The Wrestle Talk podcast. I mean, we're heard pretty much worldwide. And and if you're not if you're not in the KC St. Louis Mid Atlantic region, if you, there's someone that you think that we would we'd be interested to talk to, reach out to one of us. Ha, reach out to Haas. Reach out to Luke. Reach out to myself. Reach out to Renee. Reach out to Joe. As long as he's or Wrestle Talk Podcast or re- Facebook or Twitter accounts. Right, and we'll we'll do our best. We can't guarantee that we're going to get everybody on, but you know, very much. Or Wrestle Talk Podcast at gmail.com. That is true too, Hoss. Well, guys, I got to tell you right now, and I just kind of had it. I got that warm, content feeling, kind of settling in. Next week, four hundred, four hundred, three hours. I mean, we three hour show. We've kind of gone two hundred. We're we're at two eighteen right now. So I mean, like you know something though, guys, we're gonna have great guests. We're gonna have the opportunity to look back, and as I I really want to go back and focus on what Duan said earlier on. A lot of shows can get to 50 episodes. They start getting to 100. There's not a lot of professional wrestling uh, programs like ours. 400 episodes. I, I, Joe, me and Joey host last. Me and Joe host last. Has hosted last week. And I asked him, I'm like, you've been a part of the first. You were part of the first one. Did you ever think it was going to get to 400? No, 400. He's like, I never expected 400. I don't even know if they expected 100. So. Well, I gotta tell you right now, the Wrestle Talk podcast is still going strong. And I'll tell you right now, we had a lot of comments tonight, a lot of people listening to the program, watching the program. Thank you for making the Wrestle Talk podcast what it is each and every week. I want I again I want to make sure and cost. I know it's gonna take you a few seconds. 
you can get up all of our sponsors here on this on the screen we want to acknowledge all the sponsors that come and be a part of our show each and every week and help us support this royal mills transportation you heard dewan earlier on as a part of the fwwc friday night challenge Rathbun engraving where you can get one of those really cool russell talk podcast mugs available for twenty dollars each get a hold of one of the members of the russell talk podcast for that uh noblemen's barber lounge kc that asking for pete the barber Kincaid Arcade, home of many of our viewing parties at the Oak Park Mall. Everything Combat, Pat Militich, and Jay Hollywood. Nefiesta KC Party Rentals. Uh, Interstate 70 Sports Media saw the maestro on the program here during the Shoot and Shout segment tonight. And the Fantasy Wrestling Worldwide Chapter, the world's premier fantasy wrestling group. You can check them out through WrestleTalkPodcast.com. You can also check them out on social media. Guys, I got to tell you right now, it's always a blast being here with you guys. And, and with all the great viewers of the Wrestle Talk podcast, next week's going to be history. You're going to see the Night Owl. You're going to see Luke Roberts. You're going to see Chris Rodell. You're going to see Hardcore Hoss. You might see Nightmare Jones. You might see the Maestro. Who knows? Maybe Richard Douglas might appear. We know Sonny Money is going to be here. We're all going to be here next week. Please join us 7 to 10 next Tuesday night. Join us here on the Wrestle Talk podcast, a, a momentous accomplishment. 400 episodes of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Keep an eye on social media. We're going to be making some announcements as we go along. New media, our new logos, new uh, new guests. We're going to have some 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 really great guests for next week. And guys, I got to tell you, it's here. Uh, Hoss, one last thing too. Uh, for those who want to uh, take part or learn more about the FWWC, when can they catch them online with the FWWC tonight? FWWC tonight is every Thursday night. Um. I believe it's 7.30. Uh, we normally go 7.30 to somewhere between 8.30 and 9. Uh, you'll catch that at uh, blogtalk.com, the old platform for uh, Wrestle Talk Podcast. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, again, episode 399 is over. We see right here everything else is going to be taken care of next week, episode 400 of the Wrestle Talk Podcast right here. I want to say thank you for t- uh, tuning in this week. Hardcore Hoss, can you get us some real upbeat music knowing next week is going to be such a momentous show? Can you go ahead and get us some great music as we sign off from this week's episode? All right. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We will see you next week, 400. It's going to be awesome. Right here. Right here. It's going to be an awesome show. Have a good night, everyone. Runs everything. The walk is game. This ring is my virtue. The type never playing games. This one ain't no the same. Call me the walk is game. The takeover begins. We are not the same. Dominance everything. Call me the walk is game. 
The ring of my virtue, no, I'm not playing games. When they can overstay, call me Demarcus Kane. Demarcus Kane told her that I am back again. This is the place that no one lacing. React to win. This beating, not factoring. There's no place you have to win. Dominate, call my accomplishment. This is the passionate. 